Hello, and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 138 on September 12th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite line from What's Your Fantasy featuring Shauna by Ludacris. I am joined today by Alex. No. <laughs> I'm leaving oh, the lyrics. Alex is not joining us. No. <laughs> also joining us, Pat. I don't think that my partner has a huge appreciation for that song. I think she has appreciation for Ludacris as a person for the most part because I think he has done some cool stuff from what I understand. But yeah. Okay. And Allison. Yeah, I don't know if I can uh, contribute. To this. I'm going to put it out there. I enjoy the song "Fantasy" by Ludacris. I think it's an entertaining, um, an entertaining romp. Um, a romp. Yeah, yeah. One, of my, romp. one of the first, one of the first episodes of Punch Up the Jam I listened to was about "What's Your Fantasy" by yeah. Ludacris. It was a good episode. I haven't listened to it in a long time, so forgive me if I'm misremembering. But for the most part, what I liked about it is it's a pretty, it's a song about very consensual <laughs> sex acts that are is yeah that is Quite a romp. where both mm. parties have respect for one another. I like that the subject of the song, the woman that Ludacris is 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 presumably um, speaking about, is portrayed by Shauna. So, like, there's a voice there. They're it's not just like a, a a a male artist just like talking about all the things he wants to do to a voiceless woman. So and, I don't know. It's I appreciate not even that what song. he wants to do. No, it's exactly. Not what he wants yes. to do. It's, it's wh- yes. what do you here? What I'm is gonna, your fantasy? See, you yeah. you know exactly. Stop me when I hit it. Yes. Yes, exactly. God. So, yeah. Well, don't stop me when I hit it, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus we need to do another intro. <laughs> uh, really? Really? You think so? I mean, I guess <laughs> this wasn't my first plan, but, uh, you know, we going, we're going PG-13 today. Yeah. What did you play, did you play Andre? <laughs> yeah. The, what did I play? What did I play? We can't waste wow. time another intro because the orange sky, the orange sky, is encroaching here. Oh, uh, same. Blood was spilled last night. <laughs> In more ways than one. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mm, uh, well, uh, y- you asked, Alex. So I, I shall, I shall bless you with the knowledge of what I have been playing. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to update you on a game I've been playing over the last three weeks, or should I should I hit you with the new stuff first? Well, I mean that makes sense. We started, we started the saga. We, we now we can end it, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we can end it. Uh, tell me why. Uh, the third episode dropped. I don't know sometime this week, and I played that today, and it was uh, the conclusion of this. The story, which was, if you do not remember or don't know, Tell Me Why is by Don't Nod, the creators of Life is Strange, and some other games before that. The big selling point that they were pushing for Tell Me Why is that one of the main characters is trans. And Was, was that a selling point, or was that just kind of a bullet? That was, that was that, heavily yeah, pushed in the marketing. That was that their was marketing, like, yeah. 
Okay. They were saying this is like the first major game with a, or this is the first game with a trans main character. That's why it always kind of rubs me the wrong true. way a little bit because but, it yeah, like that, that is that like is not very, true. very fundamentally not true. <laughs> yeah, but that is what they said when that game was first revealed. That, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's maybe one of the first games with this sort of prestige attached to it or this yeah, like notoriety. Like, sure, but. It, definitely not the first it's not def- the first game it definitely, we've talked about or that exists at all it wasn't like character. horrible the way they did it I don't think but it definitely seemed like the development side based on all the stuff they talked about seemed to care about that representation whereas the marketing side was like this is a bullet point and uh, also like first time and you're like yeah well I yeah yeah uh, well actually that aside yeah, that aside, I think so. One of the things I talked about was how this game takes place in like the first time two weeks ago when I talked about this game. This game takes place in rural Alaska, small town, and like the first episode has some um, some transphobia, but a lot of it is basically from people running into this person ten years later, not knowing that they mm. were trans, mm-hmm. really. Uh, and so there's a lot of like microaggressions, but Tyler, the trans man, asserts his gender repeatedly through these instances. Mm-hmm. And then basically from there on, like the second and third episode don't really deal with transphobia much at all, which I was saying uh, feels a little disingenuous for like the space they're in, but they just, that's not the story they wanted to tell. Sure. The the story wasn't about dealing with transphobia in a small town, which right, I right. respect. Yeah, I um, mean, like that's 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 the thing where, especially like when it comes to representation, a, a yeah. lot of the things is you know you don't want it to just be hey here's how they deal with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important to get shit. It's important to get all types of stories, whether that's here's a trans person in a shitty situation. You can also have trans people in positive situations or situations where yeah. their transness doesn't and actually have any bearing on like what's happening. Stuff the, like that. Not to tan- tangent it at all, but like um, I've been listening to a lot of friends at the table and they had a, com- a short conversation talking about how like, Hey, it's our story and our world. So if we want to say that like, um, phobia and um, bigotry about people's gender just doesn't exist in our world or exist to whatever extent we get to tell that story and tell it however we want. So even though things are dark and dystopic in this world that we're in, everyone respects each other's gender (laughs) uh, and gender identity. So like you, you, you have that option as a storyteller and I think it's great when people exercise it and it sounds like they do it in an interesting way where they ground it a little bit without, um, without uh, like, um, making the story all about that as so many yeah. stories are. It, it certainly plays into the story, but it becomes pretty, uh, like by the end of the second episode, I, th- you have a pretty good idea that transphobia didn't actually play into right. the events that like, basically the events that kicked the off the story. Events. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's nice to see that they don't, have there's no tragic end to the game this is all kind of stuff that they touched on in the fact right right so uh it's what it's really a story about is like memory and relationships with our siblings and our parents and the things left unsaid by parents who leave us too soon Mm -hmm. and stuff like that 
And I think it's good. It's good. Um, maybe not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Don't, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's a it's a complicated game. Uh, there are so many aspects. Like I can't truly speak to the representation of like right, of course, transness in the game. Not being a trans person myself, so it's hard to say like, oh, this is like a really great representation. But it's nice to see that they don't fall into some pitfalls and like have tragic ends or like everything about this person is defined by their transness. They get to just be a person and that's happens to be a part of who they are. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, the most important thing. I mean, yeah. in general and in, in representation is to let them be a person. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Weird. And <laughs> Ty- yes, Tyler, like everyone, like don't nod does a good job of making characters and making people out of their characters. Yes. Um, and, but this is a much slighter experience and not much, yeah. but you know, it's like three fifths of like, I don't, a life is strange. Yeah. But I don't think it necessarily, right. Yeah, like, it does it, but I don't think it suffers for that. Hmm. It maybe it's a little bit stronger because of it. Uh, that it feels kind of more streamlined. It, it, yeah, yes, like, it, it is, but it takes place over the course of like three days or something like that. So it's, yeah, it's you're. How? It's a a brother and sister coming together ten years after traumatizing events, trying to reconcile their memories that aren't perfect because you know traumatic events, children like a child's memory ten years later, and dealing with a like small town who doesn't want to address what happened, people have secrets. Uh, and siblings who have secrets too that they don't want to like let out, but they're trying to uncover this mystery about their mother so they can like have some peace finally and come to terms with what happened. How is it mechanically? Because obviously it's, life is strange has all the not, not, well, I guess time travel kind of stuff. And this seems mm-hmm. way more like, yes, you, we talked about it the first week we talked about the game where yeah. you kind of have the twin connection that you can kind of, yeah. So you've got thinking, the but... voice. Yeah, yeah. You've got the voice. So you can, uh, Tyler and Allison can speak to each other in, um, moments that are like scripted, but, so, or you can be like, um, yeah, so, so you'll be in the middle of a conversation with someone and, and then you can like hit Kelly Clarkson and Nick Jonas. Right. Yeah. Voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, then um, <laughs> the guy from Maroon Five is there. Yeah. Sorry. And Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, uh, Christina Aguilera, Shakira. Who, who else? What other voice coaches can we? Uh... <laughs> anyway, Anyways. It, it suddenly becomes like a a terrible voice uh, game, like where it's just it's just one of those like really terrible license games. Right. But it's about the mm-hmm. voice halfway through, and you're just like, wait, no. no. <laughs> This is not what um, I signed up for. Anyways. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there is the voice game campaign mode. So oh yeah, the voice God. game for PS3. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. Do you it that much? <laughs> yeah. No. So mechanically it's, it's very similar to life is strange uh, where, you know, it's like an adventure game, but in 3d space. So you're walking around, you're, picking up notes and like little items you're solving some minor puzzles there's nothing too difficult 
the it's mostly just you know you're having conversations and then you get sometimes you have these memories like very light supernatural touch where you're seeing the memories manifest in the like 3d space and you can you see them unfold and like they're kind of made up of like little bits of light kind of like bokeh effects from like a camera like just little like fuzzy sure balls of light that are in the background of stuff and sometimes you have to choose between whose memory you think is accurate who you want to believe do you want to believe tyler's memory of things or do you want to believe allison's memory of things and that can have enough like an impact on their like how how uh in sync they are and then that can have an effect on a the conversation you have later on where if they're not on the same page, then someone can have an outburst and like screw up the conversation. It was really hard to not make an instinct joke there. Oh, same, same, <laughs> same, same. Uh, I think Allison, uh, Allison and Tyler would probably be just too young to be into NSYNC and they had no TV at home. So, uh, Whereas uh, yeah. I'm an Allison who was extremely into NSYNC back in the day, so. Oh, yeah, me too. I loved NSYNC. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me why it's on Game Pass. All three episodes are out now, so you can experience the whole thing. I'd say, like, the last episode was, like, maybe two and a half-ish hours. So it's definitely, like, you could play it in a day, or you could play it, like, you know, one episode a day or something like that. It's... It's not the most amazing game I've ever played. I think maybe Life is Strange 2 is maybe a little more impactful for me. Uh, just because it was looking at like the current moment in like the US and what's going on just like up and down the West Coast and general sentiment around like immigration. Uh, so that was like a whole like it, it touched on a lot more stuff where this was just a lot more of a human story about people and family. But yeah, check it out. It, if you have game pass, which we'll probably talk about later in this episode, uh, it's worth checking out. Awesome. I'll definitely check that out. Also on game pass is the other game I've been playing this week. Ooh. And I've been waiting on this game for since like May of last year, I think. Probably May, maybe June when I went to Bit Summit. Yeah, that would have been May. Uh, where I saw Star Renegades, and I've been talking about it ever since because, oh my God, I love the look of that game. And uh, it's a. It's like a 2.5D roguelike JRPG. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to describe it. With it, aspects of like Darkest Dungeon and... Uh, Into the Breach. Into the Breach, the big, yeah. That one is... Into the Breach. Yeah. Like, I would say even if you don't like the idea of roguelike JRPG, if you do like Into the Breach, this is worth your time. God, it sounds so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very it's good. It's it is a game that you really have to think about yes. like what you're doing. Like there are parts where you can just be like, I'm just going to like bust through this. Like I've because like whatever I do here isn't like super important, but you are having when you get into tougher fights, you are having to manage your abilities and really think about what you're doing as you go through. Cause the way it's set up 
is you've got like each round is like a minute technically. And so it's at turn the top based, of the screen. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's turn based. But yeah, so the the premise is each round takes place over a minute, but you're just managing. You can take as long as you want to plan out what you're doing. But so you've got a bar at the top and you can see where all of your enemies are going to attack and who they're planning to attack and what they're going to do. So it's like into the breach in that way where they give you lots of information. Pretty much uh, all of what it. you're going to do. There's yeah, they very give you as little much information as you can. Yeah. 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 There's some calculations. I think it doesn't do like mm-hmm. it might not tell you like, oh, this enemy is going to poison you. Therefore, you're going to take extra damage here or whatever. Yeah. Like, they will, yeah. It's like, that oh, you, you got burned, burned but, but not how much. Yeah. yeah. But it, usually you can say like, oh, it's burned too. So I'm going to take like nine damage. Yeah. You can, like you that. can figure all out everything yourself if you just stop and think about it. Yeah, it, it, once you've been exposed to it. But yes, right, right. yes. Um, so, and then it's, so it's kind of like into the breach in that way. And then also Final Fantasy X, where they give you the list of like all the, mm-hmm. uh, the like everyone in combat. Initiative order. Yes. It's also a Trails in the Sky thing, and it's super cool whenever they do that. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, so then you're, as you're going through and you're picking your abilities for combat with your party, each of your moves, most of your moves will have, most of your attacks will have some sort of delay attached to them where it, when you hit an enemy with that attack, it will knock them down the initiative order or like the timeline. And if you get them all the way to the end and like knock them off, then they don't get to take a turn. That, so they're just like out that round. But there's a limited amount of times you can hit them in a round or, like, for a while. Like, if you hit them, so say it's got four times. If you hit them, like, two times, then you're good. You can hit them two more times after that and then maybe knock them out again. If you hit them all four times, for the next round or two, you won't be able to hit them again. You can hit them, but you won't be able to delay them anymore. Yeah, there's, like, a limited number of times they can be pushed in the turn order. Yeah, Uh, And it seems like sometimes it's per round and sometimes it's per fight i don't know it's hard to like track. it, it depends on the enemy yeah yeah and uh. the, yeah it depends on the enemy and the fight and all that kind of stuff but it's, you can i think you can see all that stuff if you look at inspect the enemy and look at all their maybe. traits i want to say there's so you. much information yes there is um <laughs> it's also cool that you usually to get well, not, i don't even know if it's usually but a lot of times to get that delay you have to crit the enemy which means you have to hit yes. them before they act so you have to like plan it out to yes. be like, how do I make sure that this big delaying well, yeah. attack hits them? Oh. But then by programming that character to do a delaying attack, then your next character who has a much bigger crit, but it has a slower attack, also gets to crit them. Because now they've been pushed back in the turn order by your other character who acts before them. Um, so yeah, it's, And they actually and, make it pretty easy to track, too. So that, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I, I cut out there for a second. So I might, if I repeat anything you just said, um, I apologize. But yeah, so when you've got the timeline and you can knock someone back, and you can, that's going to impact. If you say you just set up all your characters to attack, but you don't pay any attention, you could just like, uh, it'll. If you say like, okay, everyone's going to attack the same character. Then you're just going to have like, okay, the first person attacks, then they move back and maybe suddenly your second character who was going to attack after that first character you attacked 
suddenly they get to attack before them. And so it just like yeah. keeps knocking yeah, exactly. them down the row. It cascades, yeah. you cascade crits. But sometimes yeah. you run you run into a situation where you're like, oh, sweet. I pushed them into the next turn. But you didn't actually like do a lot of like damage didn't do any to them. Damage, yeah. So then the next turn happens and they're, because of the way that the pushing works, they're still, they still act very early in the round then. And you're, yep. and so it's not as simple as just like, oh, I got to do all the stuff that I have that pushes them into the next round because yeah. you also need to make sure that you're like damaging them and, and sundering their mm-hmm. armor and stuff like that. It's Cause it has yep. a lot of yep. those kinds of like shields and they have armor and they have health and then they have their other traits yeah. and weaknesses and shields, armor, and, yeah. health, the, uh, there's like AOE attacks, light attacks, normal attack, heavy flurry, <laughs> ranged there are attacks that can hit you can target at any uh enemy there are targets yes. and there is like a there's like a frontline backline mechanic i think there's just frontline and backline i don't think there are multiple rows yeah like more than that i think it's just the two rows and so you start off with three characters which are all really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you start every run of three characters, and then as you go, you can as you unlock like uh, in not Intel. There's there's Intel. There's DNA. There's coins. There's another thing. Yeah, not characters. It's a roguelike, there's, so there's the like the stuff that you carry over between mm-hmm. sessions, and then there's yeah. the the stuff that's yeah. unique to the session, and yeah, yeah. So you can get more characters, but you're going to start every run. Uh, with three characters and then after you finish a planet then you can get a fourth character and then a fifth character and a sixth character I believe it's like a four it's like three planets and then like a space station yeah uh, <laughs> and then each of these characters has like their own set of skills you've got like you know you've got tank characters i've got this one like that's basically aegis and her whole thing is charging shields blocking damage and then she can deflect back like 25% of damage onto the enemy that attacks her but she can also defend her allies so if they're like oh I'm going to shoot the guy in the back line she'd be like nope I'm blocking and then that that ally will still take some damage but she'll block some of it and she'll reflect some back so you can just be like I'm just going to have her on the front line everyone's going to attack her and I'm just going to shoot him from the back while she just holds up her shield when you describe uh, so, it that way, it sound, almost sounds like Monster Train in some ways, too. I have not played Monster um, Train, but maybe. I think because the characters have more persistence than in Monster Train, it, it doesn't have the same kind of, like, setup feeling. But in terms sure. of, like, frontline versus backline, there's definitely some similarities, I think, in, in terms of the way the battlefields are laid out. Sure, um, sure. So I think there's like, I, let me put it this way. I think if you like Monster Train, you should try this game. I don't think they're necessarily mechanically similar, but I think they're both really good games that operate in a semi-similar space, uh, given that they're both run-based and both have kind of tactical 2D combat. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it sounds like one of the big differentiators is the JRPG aspect. So like, is there a linear story that you're progressing through just like, with story beats, etc. So there is there is a story about like interdimensional like robots and there's like the big bad is called Mother and <laughs> yeah. all the there's something in like the interdimensional travel uh, that causes all the enemy robots to become increasingly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they all just like 
talk very like basically and they'll say like something they'll mess up turns of phrase and stuff like that so that gives them some character but like the story is basically these aliens are invading uh we need to stop them and if the if it goes bad in this dimension you'll just go on to the next dimension which, and try and save them when i realized that that was the like hey try again mechanic which i guess it kind of is in into the breach also mm-hmm. i was yeah, like it's 100% the same oh my god so every time that i die a whole reality just gets destroyed yeah. basically yeah <laughs> it was like yeah. jesus um well, into the breach is into the breach time. It's travel? time travel. Yeah. So, okay, so but I think different, the, but the implication timeline, in yeah. into the breach though, is that it's still a timeline. That that timeline is, yeah. So you go back and you create another fork, but that timeline yeah. still happened where all the bad stuff yeah. is happening. Um, yeah. So that it was, it's, it was a little stressful. I almost narratively wish that it was, a, you're, you're like, Oh no, no, no. We just pulled you back to the beginning of this thing to try yeah. again rather than all those people died uh because <laughs> but like the, yeah, there's like a robot buddy me. with you yeah there's a robot buddy with you and if your character dies they're not permanently dead they no, just no, get yeah. like regurgitated and spat back out yes. like re- <laughs> regenerated by the robot with one health <sighs> cool and they're like i don't feel so good yes That's, what what just happened they're, to me they're also to to not i mean i think we buried the lead a tiny bit in that um, one of the things, not the lead, but one of the things, this game has the Nemesis system in it. Yes, like it straight does. up the same Nemesis system from the Mordor games, where mm-hmm. there are named enemies on each planet, and mm-hmm. they talk like they have dialogue. And then when you defeat them, they like try to run away. I haven't been able to defeat one yet. Actually, they've always gotten away from mm-hmm. me so far. They'll try to run away, and if they retreat, they'll have things that change about their stats. If they defeat you. They'll have things that change about their stats. They'll get so, promoted. They'll get stronger. And you can like look at a screen that shows what, what, yeah. which, like which of them are on the planet and stuff and yeah. see their stats and stuff. So that's interesting. And um, it also has a whole relationship system. Yes. Where when so you. So every yeah. like night. So basically after like so many fights, it becomes night. And then you can kind of look around to places you've been for some extra like items and then you can camp and when you camp you've got cards yeah (laughs) they they, you have the characters play the cards on each other or themselves and then Mm -hmm. they get like relationship gain and then the cards will give them status effects uh for the next day oh so you get like like, plus 30 percent shield for the next two combat encounters or something like that in a fire emblemy kind of way almost yes almost not quite but almost and there, from what I read, there are characters you have, if you get their certain characters relationship high enough with each other, they'll like fall in love and then have, there's like characters that are based that you unlock based on their relationships. I don't know if it's like they have children or what, but I read a thing that like character, there are a couple of character unlocks tied to relationship advancements between characters. Um, That's really so interesting. Super cool. It's not a super deep system, but it is there and it's like. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting for sure, and they unlock like team up attacks that they can do together when yeah. they have high so, enough relationships. So, everything you're describing sounds extremely dense. How is it presented? Like, does is it easy enough to grasp? Once like, do they do they tutorialize it pretty well, or is it just tough it, to get into? Yeah, they, they tutorialize it well, but it is definitely a thing where if you're not 
taking the time to think about what you're doing, yes. you're going to have a bad time. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do, they walk you through, like, here's how you do, here's what all this means. Here's how you go into the inspect menu and yes. look at, and that all, that stuff is all spelled out very clearly. But it's just, like, my biggest issue is I don't, yeah. like, I won't think, like, okay, if I do this, then this is going to mean this. And then, oh, I already guarded with her, so now she can't attack. But no one's going to hit her now because I can break both these people. So it's you definitely – it wants you to – you know, you're playing four-dimensional chess. I I only have a few criticisms of the game. I would say that the tutorial is not one of them. I think it's pretty good. You do have to, though, like Andre is saying, like you have to remember every variable. I I can't tell you the number of times I go like, oh fuck, that's right, when I do a thing and then it's messed up. Um, the thing that I wish it had that I think it needs is there's no undo button for committing character attacks, which is pretty. There, I think there is if you're using keyboard, but not. Oh, controller. they don't tell you what it is. Then I'll have to look yeah. into that. Because um, I think I was able to un Alex. <laughs> uh, I think I was able to uh, undo when I was playing with control with keyboard, but then when I was using controller, uh, okay, it was not. I, I gotta check because an undo button would be huge because there mm-hmm. are some attacks that are like instant attacks and they just happen when you click the button, and those yeah. it's fine. I don't expect to be able to undo those, but yeah. when I set a character to attack in fifteen seconds, I think it would be better if I could pull it back and go, oh wait, 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 yeah. no. Um, but I'll have to look. Maybe there is an undo button. The other thing is there's a sort of... I had this problem with Into the Breach, and I can't place it. I'm hoping by playing more Star Renegades, I will be able to come up with the language. And I've run into this problem when I have worked on... There was a game design idea I was super hot on last year that I put a lot of time into, and then I kind of hit this point where I was having this feeling about this design too. And it's like... There's a lot of cool systems colliding, but there's something about the way that they all come together that makes it feel like it's not that it's a shallow game, but that it's like kind of a thinner experience than Mm. what I would hope kind of hope for. And I, it's really hard to articulate because it's just a feeling of something like, um, like it almost sometimes feels like because they give you all of that information that to a certain extent, it is like numbers clashing against each other in a way that is um, less satisfying than something like a darkest dungeon where in combat there you, there's some uncertainty. Um, I don't think that's a really serious, like objective criticism of the game though, because I think for some people that is going to be way, way better than something like a darkest dungeon where there's uncertainty. And I don't know again, how to really, it's not like a huge knock against the game cause I'm really enjoying it, but there's just this like little feeling on the edge of my thinking about it where there's just like something about the way that it gives you all the numbers that makes me feel like, Oh, could I just, could I recreate the mathematic experience of this game by putting a bunch of formulas in an Excel spreadsheet? Um, And that like kind of sometimes makes the narrative elements of it feel like um, 
superfluous somehow. I don't know. It's again, I'm having trouble articulating it and I've have, I've been trying to think about this the whole time I've been playing it so I could speak to it more earnestly or or more accurately. Um, and I also don't think that it means that you shouldn't play the game. I think you really should, even if you don't have game pass, I think it's worth spending the 25 bucks or whatever it is. Cause it's really good. Um, but it's just a weird feeling I've had about similar games in the past. Uh, that is, is really hard to, to sort of shake and to figure out what I mean. I also think um, some of the writing is pretty hit or miss for me. Uh, mm. it, when it's good, it's very good, but sometimes there's dialogue and I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there, there is like a lot of just kind of like, okay, that's weird. Um, but there's like little Simeon Rex getting lost in the trash dimension is like just pretty good. Get sucked in the trash dimension. But yes, there are lots of jokes where it's just like, hey, okay. They're not like offensive or anything. They're just not funny. It, you know, sometimes. it's just, and part of that's because the interdimensional robots are made stupid by the traveling, but not all of it is because of that. And even sometimes, I think what it is is like it. There's it dips into like Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel with the dialogue sometimes, but it doesn't commit all the way to that either. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm kind of like. there will be a dialogue option that like if this were a maybe like a adult comic book um, or even an anime they would have said this but that's not really appropriate for a Saturday morning cartoon so they said Mm -hmm. that kind of toned down version of the dialogue instead there's only been a couple instances where I've noticed that but when it's happened it's been kind of like that was sort of corny the way that that was Mm -hmm. conveyed Um, but but it's not you can talk to yeah, a lot of it is really good though. So I certainly don't mean to say that I think the writing is bad. It's yeah. just when it's when it doesn't hit for me, it's particularly jarring because I think most of it is pretty strong. Yeah, it it mostly works for me, but there are occasional things where I'm like, okay, and I think it does does repeat itself a little too much. Um, yeah, because at least early on, because between runs you get to go back to like your main base and then you can see like the people you didn't take out hanging out and talking to each other and if you've got like sometimes it'll just be the same people hanging out and you're just like oh i just heard the same dialogue that i heard last time and the time before that but once i get more people i assume that will change or if i get their relationships up that'll change yeah uh but i think there's just yeah some some of this stuff tonally is a little bit uneven too like when we when I first got back to the thing and like the robot is named Justin but spelled J U five and then like seven I N or something um and and so like there's a pretty emotional opening sequence with the characters and their siblings and they're fighting and one of them dies and stuff this is all very like first twenty minutes of the game so no spoiler um and then from then on, it kind of like shifts tonally to being sort of like, Oh, we're having fun skipping through these realities, which are burning to the ground behind us. And it's kind of goofy. Um, so I think that was, that's probably part of where it's a struggle for me a little bit tonally. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel as, um, doesn't feel consistent at all times. Um, Sure. But the systems are super good and the writing for the most part is pretty entertaining. So I highly recommend Uh, it. I'm really into the art and, Part of it is just the backgrounds are yeah. incredible. 
like holy shit some of these backgrounds are yeah. really amazing when when i first saw it i was i kind of poo-pooed it and was like oh another pixel art sci-fi roguelike great <laughs> um but i didn't i didn't understand the depth like the 2.5d mm-hmm. in the background elements and that's not to say that the character art isn't really good to be clear like mm-hmm. I, it's it's clear that a lot of care went into it it was a personal taste thing where i'm getting a little tired of that art style not that i don't think it's valid and you know impressive and and that artists aren't doing good work there but this game has that sort of unique extra element where that has those moving backgrounds um that make it like really pop like the the art is just really really neat and and is eye-catching in a way that i did not expect yeah uh I totally embarrassed myself playing this game in front of the the lead artist uh, at BitSummit. I just like shat the bed playing the demo. Uh, did not do well at all, but I'm, I'm really enjoying playing it, and I'm glad mm-hmm. it's out now finally. Uh, and on Game Pass, too, so I didn't even have to spend any extra money on it. I think it's yeah, just on uh, PC for now, though. I don't think it's out on Yeah, it is yet. just on PC right now, yeah. uh, but they... They will bring it to consoles and stuff. Yep. It's just a matter of resources. It should um, run on everything to PC wise. It's not a particularly heavy yeah. game visually. Yeah. So it's yeah. Um do y- y'all want to hear about the book I'm reading? I'm not super far in. <laughs> but if not, we can <laughs> sure. move on. I can come sure. back with a what, book. What, I, what's 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 the what's the elevator pitch on this book? Yeah, give us a thirty second the thirty uh, second rundown. What if it was? What if Kingdom Hearts was good? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, was I'm good. reading. Yeah, you I'm inverted. Reading, it's like opposite I'm reading or something. The I'm reading the Stormlight Archive, the first book in the Stormlight Archive, which is by what Brandon Sanderson. I, I don't know the, the y'all know his name better than I do. Apparently, um, it is a book, is a fantasy book, and there are people called Shard shard bearers who have these things called shard blades which are big ass swords that weigh basically nothing and they summon them after like they basically concentrate for 10 heartbeats and then they summon big ass swords and they can cut through anything except maybe like steel or like each other other shard blades and then uh there's like uh magic and shit and it's cool as hell, and it's exact, extremely my shit, and I'm ready to read more of this book. That's cool. And apparently cool. it's planned to be a 10-part series, and oh wow, not e- like only f- three are out right now, and like four and five are on the way, I guess. I have like, so, this, I, this sounds I like something I would like to read. I have like four books to read, mm-hmm. and one of them is extremely dense. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I am not doing well at reading any of them. So uh, uh, same. It, this book, <laughs> this book grabbed me like immediately, which books really have to do for me to like stick with them, especially long books like this. Um, I, I started Cryptonomica, like Krypton, yeah, Cryptonomica. Is that the Neil Stevenson? The, yes, book? yes, that is a Neil Stevenson. Uh, I I started that like five times, and I own it, and I just cannot get past well, like the first two. Neil chapters. Stevenson is extremely dense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is like this is a big book, but yeah, yes. Yeah. And like I mean the first chapter it ends or like the foreword or the prologue or whatever is like and then 4000 years later and then 5 years later, 8 months like they're constantly time skipping yeah. at the beginning, but it just it's so compelling and Sanderson's just a good writer so too. well. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, the the action is written so well that it's easy to follow and like just picture in your mind. Sanderson, uh, the ridiculous stuff happening. Even though like Sanderson and Sanderson is one of those authors that is able to bridge sort of the gap between literature and pulp fiction in a way that is like sure, yeah, very enter makes makes reading it very entertaining, but it's also very high quality writing. Whereas yes. like I, one of the books that I would like to get through is the terror that I have sitting on my shelf, which is a extremely fascinating story about a, like um, an, an Arctic Antarctic expeditionary force getting caught in the ice. And then there's a monster and people are getting like snatched and stuff. And it's very scary and really good, but it's also really, really dense and it's really, really well written, but it is not particularly like, approachable or mm-hmm. um it doesn't have that pulp element where like stuff is just happening instead it's like we're going to take two pages to explain how cold it is and like i like that stuff but it's also very hard to to stay like turning pages cuz it's mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have that same kind of grabbing yeah. you thing um that i feel like sanderson's good at yeah it so i'm excited to read more and when i say it's like kingdom hearts but good it's like the action reminds me a lot when they get to the action. It reminds me a lot of the kingdom Hearts stuff because like the shard blades are like Keyblades, and that like, they just kind of appear out of nowhere and they're like magic swords. And you got like special people who wield them or they're like lightsabers and Jedi and stuff like yeah. that. But Sanderson, it's, you know, it's I haven't cool. read an entire book of his work, but it sounds like he always struck me as like Ari Salvatore, but good. Whereas like Salvatore was good to me when I was in middle school because I hadn't read, like I had read Lord of the Rings and that's it. So I was like, well, it's not as good as Lord of the Rings, but what is? And uh, (laughs) so, and so I would read tons and tons of Salvatore books, but as an adult, I look at them and I'm like, wow, (laughs) it's wild that he has written and sold so many books. So Uh, basically if you want Kingdom Hearts, but good or R.I. Salvatore, but good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Kingdom Hearts by R.A. Salvatore. Oh, that would be bad. Oh, that would God. be very bad. R.A. Salvatore's <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Is that too long for a podcast title? Uh, oh, he's got, no. he's, I think Mistborn is like a trilogy by Sanderson that's finished. Yeah. And does, I want to check that out once I, mean, I, I does, That's the one I've read a tiny light. bit of. Yeah. Does, does, does Kingdom Hearts have crystal shards? Or Starless Nights? I don't think there's any crystals in Kingdom Hearts. That's it's a Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy thing. thing. I mean, it kind, of, it kind of, by association, has... I mean, like, Final Fantasy's whole fucking deal is crystals. Does, does I mean, it, yeah, you, Alex, you know all about crystals oh, yeah. now. Yeah. So how about you, you tell us? Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a, a segue. That's, that's pretty good. I was going to make a joke about Starless Nights, but yeah, no. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about Final Fantasy fourteen for... Let's... Give me a time limit. How do you want? How long do you want to leave it? Because we've been talking about this game for weeks. Well, you said like thirty seconds for me, and then I talk for like five minutes. So <laughs> let's say so ten seconds for go. you. So you talk yeah, for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, I've continued, and as a surprise to no one, I have continued with Final Fantasy fourteen. Though I've been uh, spending a little bit less time with it because it was a busy week at work. So. I'll be honest with you. Actually, I am a little bit surprised at your continued persistence through Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, you've really stuck with it, especially yeah. after you know s- saying not necessarily a big fan of MMOs or Final That's Fantasy. That's why. Yeah, and then also I will you've dealt with some of these wait times. Mm, I will be interested to see where you're at once you have to start paying, like uh, a monthly did. subscription. 
Uh, you I, have to start paying for the monthly subscription. I thought uh, it was in. I no, I, was... I I got the um the starter edition on Steam. Oh yeah, I, yeah, but you're not paying the subscription yet. Not yet, but like I, mm. so I did not. Once do the you start doing version. that, I I wonder what once you start paying the subscription fee. Yeah, that's how fair. long you stick with it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm my I I don't think I'm gonna. Like once I finish all the story content, I probably won't resubscribe because I'm not going to go back and do all the side stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to level yeah. up a billion different jobs. Like that's just not, yeah, not something I'm interested in. And I think that's more what yeah. people do if they're going to resub. Mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah. uh, so that's not what it's I'm a lifestyle in. game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think the reason I've stuck with it is because it gives me some Mass Effect vibes, which I know that's probably a weird thing to compare it to, but like the the core crew that you roll around with is compelling and after every story mission like you can kind of go up to them and they have different things to say like much like when you're in the the normandy and you know you're going around and talking to everyone after core story parts or, and you're getting saints your row four or saints row four yeah you're talking to sean <laughs> d and uh Keith David Keith and stuff David. like that. David. Yeah. I, I was so close to wanting to play FF14, and now you're pushing me so fast and hard away from it. <laughs> see, now this is just towards pushing me the towards Saints Row Four. Like, like, see, but, like, I was like, oh, I have no interest in it, and you're like, oh, it's like Mass Effect, and I'm like, I'm literally wearing a Mass Effect hoodie right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like hmm. I, I like Mass Effect. Like, it it does have that Mass Effect One and Two vibe, like not so much the Mass Effect Three vibe, and. Um, like I, I'm not saying that's a core part of it. It's just, that's kind of something that's helped propel me through it along with the fact that the story is really good. Um, like I'm, mm, I don't know, 30 hours into Shadowbringers or not, not Shadowbringers. Sorry. Uh, Heavensward, Heavensward, right? Yeah. Um, into Heavensward and, or maybe 40, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that story, what is time? Yeah. The, the story is way different than realm reborn. Uh, and it very much evokes that image that I sent to y'all, which is, uh, you know, the, the, like, what do y'all think about dragons and the yeah. church, church to... bad. And then, <laughs> um, and then just finishes with the church sucks because they won't let you fuck dragons. That's basically, yeah. that's, yeah, that's basically what heaven's word is all about. That's what and I've been like, saying my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not even exaggerating. It is about church bad <laughs> and it is about dragons being fucking cool. <laughs> you know, bringing it back to something we talked about before the podcast. Oh no. Microsoft sucks. Cause they won't let you fuck the dragons. <laughs> hey, yeah, the, the, the games of dragons won't come out just specifically because. Yeah, they're, they're like we we gonna, know what you're gonna we know the fan art you're gonna draw. Let, we're not putting these games out. Let's talk about let's talk about a little game called uh, Divinity Dragon Commander, in which you are the product of dragon fucking, and <laughs> that is why you can be a person or a dragon whenever you want to. They learned their mistake. That game fucking rips, and and it's be directly because of the dragon fucking being allowed. So that's all I'm saying. If they want to make a good next final fantasy expansion, I think we know what the subject matter so should be. I, I think we're all saying, if you want to make a good game, let people fuck dragons. Yes. That is, that is explicitly <laughs> that is the like, position that we are taking as a podcast. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Scalebound. Maybe let that's why Scalebound didn't come dragons. out because they wouldn't put dragon fucking in it. Yeah. Could be. Same with Crimson Dragon. I mean, they had the connect. They could have done like you could have. I don't like, know. We, we don't have to go down that road. Oh, based motion fucking. I don't need to see it. I don't I, need to I'll, see it. I do. No, but you get to do it. <laughs> but no, it's this, like POV. Yeah. I, I will God. say, Heaven's Word is really good. 
Um, I, I don't want to dive too deep into it. We've talked about this game a lot recently and I'm not even, I do want to play it too. It's, I mean, I know I say that and I, and it's a huge undertaking and I have a shit, a ton of games on my plate, but, um, I, I, I am sort of avoiding more than broad feels on each story because I do want to play it at some point. Oh yeah. I'm explicitly not talking about spoilers because I think they're worth not spoiling. So yeah, no good game. Uh, play it probably. I mean, you can even get, I think the free edition, you can even get into heaven's word at this point. So like, yeah, all this content I've been talking about, like, I'm not saying this is a sales pitch. The fact that you can get that for free is pretty nuts. Like you just, you can't play as like the bunny lady or the cat people or, and get like the deal, like the later like jobs and stuff. Right. Yeah, which whatever, that's fine. I've stuck with my job from the start. I don't know. I will, I, I will I tell you want to be a gun breaker. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I will tell you the cat person, the, the cat dudes, there are cat ladies and there are cat dudes, the cat dudes that you get from the, the shadow bringers from buying shadow bringers are fucking rad. Uh, they're really fucking cool. I bought Shadowbringers knowing that I wouldn't get to it for months and months and months because I wanted to play as a cat person when I was briefly playing it mm-hmm. earlier in this year. They're they're really fucking cool. Cool. Maybe I will use my. And no, you could. I'm not gonna. I'm, I was gonna say you can use. They give you a way to like change the way you look after some like major story moments, mm-hmm. like a like you can just re mm-hmm. re roll how your character looks. But I'm pretty into how my my I'm, I'm pretty into how Brendan Fraser looks. So. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> What's Brendan Fraser up to? He's in Doom know. Patrol, which I need to watch. That's on HBO oh, Max. Okay. Yeah, he's like the main character in Doom Patrol. Well, I shouldn't oh, say that. It's an ensemble. Looks... Damn, Brendan Fraser is thick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, now I we have you, a title. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Final Fantasy 14 plays Brendan Fraser. It's you should He's do thick. it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm just saying. If you saw Brendan Fraser, you'd be like, "Damn." Yeah, exactly. Thick. All right. I just uh, wrote down right. the episode title there. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, what's we've your had several uh, other, uh, episode what's your, titles lately? Yeah, there's a lot of dragon fucking for this as well. thick podcast, man. But wait till we get to that news section. That is thick. Uh, but you got you got a, another game here, a new game. I do. Uh, it is one I had not really heard about anyone talking up until this past week, more or less. Uh, and it it is an interesting thing so first off the name of it is a monster's expedition through puzzling exhibitions and this sounds like just just sounds like the working title of bubsy 3d (laughs) bubsy goes to the james trail retrospective is bubsy the monster yeah bubsy is a monster and the the james trail retrospective is a puzzling exhibition (laughs) you know you're not wrong on either account um so I don't, I, I saw, um, Damon of, uh, necro barista development fame talking about this game and the developer. And I was not previously familiar with the, this developer's work. Uh, they've released four, no, sorry, three other smaller puzzle games before this. And well, this is, as you can probably expect, this is a, a puzzle game, What? but what, right? Puzzling. Ex- exhibitions. Oh, 
but um, but it kind of reminds me of a combination of other games. So uh, for fun, I'm gonna name these games and would love to get y'all's reactions. But you're not allowed to use words, so only ah or oh, or mm, or whatever. Or or the um, oh, or like the the fucking uh, Tim Allen noise. That's what I was trying yeah. to oh, do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not that I one. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will only accept that Tim Allen noise from now on. <laughs> Though with one of the games. Please bear in mind, it's about the game, not the developer. <laughs> oh, I, um, I know what you're talking about, uh-oh. but okay. <laughs> so, okay, so here, ready, ready? Here we go. First, a short hike. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Andre? I didn't play it. <laughs> I didn't either. I just know that it's good, and I need to play it. Okay. Next, Baba is you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mood, though. <laughs> Eternal scream. <laughs> uh, Donut County. And the last one. There's a lot of clips that I can take. Wait, thank you. We, I, you know what? I, I, we're missing a, uh, uh, a game that I can respond ah uh, to, which is <laughs> from one of the best YouTube videos of all time. Which, if you what, what just from ventrilo? From, yes, from ventral <laughs> harassment. Yes. My partner and I make four that noise. Four stem leather belt. Yeah, my partner and I reference that video <laughs> multiple times per day without fail. Yeah. I love that video. Okay, it's the last game, the best please. ever. <laughs> and yeah, last game again, please. Only to the game, not the developer. And that is the witness. All right. <laughs> nah, no. Yeah, you know what? Nah. <laughs> It's too difficult to, it's, it's, to it's separate those it's things. It's not even just that. It's also that the witness, like, I don't like to use the word pretentious because I, I feel that usually when I find something pretentious, it's that it's a, it's a piece of art that I just don't have the experience for, you know, like I don't understand. But the witness is so far up its own ass that I can't even... Like, the puzzle parts are good. Yes. That's, <laughs> thankfully, the puzzle parts are the part of it that... Are yeah, relevant for this. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, I think. And LA, I also, the puzzle parts of it are good, but I'm also, there are quite a few puzzles in that, much like Baba is You, where I am too dumb for the puzzles. So I'm like, <laughs> the, thing, yeah? the thing about oh. Baba is You, though, is Baba is, is You is like, yeah, it's fucked, isn't it? Along with you. Whereas, as the witness <laughs> is like, you stupid dumbass. And it's just like, get, get fucked. Like, it's like yeah, 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 but you don't need to say it. And everybody, so, and everybody was like, the first time the environment was part of the puzzle in the witness, and I just am like, it was cool, but like also I'm like, it can see time. daylight. It's so far up its own ass that it can see out the other end. Well, regardless, <laughs> anyway, that's not the part I'm talking about. Anyway, and I think I think the puzzles of the witness are maybe some of the best designed puzzles ever. They're and well the way, designed. The, the, the way good. the way it feeds them to you, and the way it. Um, teaches yes. you without explicitly saying anything. Uh, so yeah. it's it's kind of like a Metroidvania, but the skills yes. you're unlocking yes. are in your brain. That, that part of it is brilliant. Right. Like, and where, it, especially and, like early on where you walk past a puzzle and you're like, I yes. don't know how I'll ever be yes. able to and solve that. And totally. then you and, solve it later. And that is the aspect that is in this game. That's uh, very cool. It is teaching you lessons along the way without explicitly you telling you, like explicitly telling you what it is. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty fucking awesome. Like yeah, there was yeah. a moment pretty early on, like within the first 20 minutes where I realized you could do something and it ends up being a core mechanic. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. And then that's when the late title card dropped. And I was like, Oh shit. 
That's cool. <laughs> so like being able to say, oh shit to a puzzle game like that is amazing. So um, the other ones. That's a good feeling. Uh, so a short hike, it is extremely cozy. Like it is very wholesome. It is very cozy. It is just like relaxing and wonderful to play. Um, Baba is you. It is kind of like mechanically in that you don't have any buttons. You basically just have your D pad or, Mm -hmm. uh, it it is also on, uh, Apple arcade. So Allison, Oh, uh, cool. With with your Apple arcade uh, thing that you bought, you can, you yeah, that I bought this sounds and like immediately a, regretted because it's, yeah, I don't get the full don't, game in it. Yeah. Don't regret it. You should play this. Um, yeah, it sounds like a fantastic tablet game, too. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. I'm glad I so, didn't buy it. I mean, yeah. not that I don't want to. No, 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 I was, yeah, I was but, seriously but, like looking at it on Steam going, hmm. But, and it's probably worth playing with a controller, I would say. Um, oh. Uh, I, I think well, it works with the touchscreen. Like a, like a DualShock. If you you can sync yeah. a DualShock to it. Oh, I... I don't know how to do that, but I'll have to figure but, it out. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll, not hard. Yeah, yeah, I can help. If so you need. Me- mechanically, it, mechanically, it's like Baba's you in that you're moving on a grid. You're you don't have any buttons. Like, you're, well, you have buttons to reset where you're what you're working on, and like it actually has the ability to step back through puzzles, kind of like Baba's you also had that, where you can go back one step, two step, three, etc., all the way back to the start if you want, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you're just pushing stuff around. Uh, it doesn't have the, you know, you become rock or any of that stuff. It is much more straightforward than that. Um, but yeah, it, it is very much in, like that in how you control it. And the last one, that Donut County, it's because the writing and the interstitial stuff that it does is very funny. Like my favorite part of Donut County was when you were looking at the objects that you had collected and it had like just the little descriptions of each thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it played the music too. Yeah. Yeah, upon reflection, Black Anthem is the best part of that game. Yeah, upon reflection, the only things I like about Donut County are the music and the writing. <laughs> yeah, so like it has that too, and like that's something that I'm I was really into is because the conceit is that you are a monster and human society is gone. Like this is probably your yeah. four thousand yeah. or something like that. I mean, and honestly, already a world I want to live in. Yeah, and like so this this monster is going through basically a museum. They're looking at like everyday objects from humans uh, and trying to glean what they were used for kind of stuff. Uh, like, and the writing is just really smart. Like there's one where it's basically like, it's got a cactus and it's like, please do not be tricked by the fuzzy looking leaves. This plant does not react well to hugs kind of stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's really cute and charming. Like it has a zoetrope and it says the earliest known perfectly looping gift format which I thought was extremely funny. Aww. Like it has a uh, like a beach deck chair, whatever you call those, uh, with the title of meteorological optimism, and the quote <laughs> is for sale. Deck chair never used. Like it's got it's got so many great references, and the writing is so funny, and it's so fun to play. This game fucking rips. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, like yeah, I'll check it out. I have it installing. Check it out on yeah, Apple it, Arcade. It gets hard, I will say. Yeah, There's been some points where I've been like, "Oh God, I don't know what to do," and then I did it. Like I would sit down with a friend or whoever, like, or just walk away from it for like an hour and come back and be like, "Oh, this was dead simple. I'm just an idiot." <laughs> oh man, I, I, that that if that only feeling. that worked. And Baba is you. I, yeah. <laughs> I would just step away and come back and be like, no, I'm still too dumb for this I'm game. I'm still an idiot. <laughs> uh, so like, it, it's really satisfying in that way. Like, because you finish these puzzles and you're like, yeah, 
That's awesome. Like you, it's the portal thing where you see a puzzle, you're like, will this work? It does. And then you feel like a genius kind of. Oh, I love uh, that feeling. Okay. I am like, uh, it's really good. And also you were talking about the music of donut County music plays into this a lot in that, like uh, it's the kind of thing where like every time you, you do your turn back kind of thing, it'll do like a symbol for like a drum while it's playing over this kind of nice, awesome music. And it will be adding like layers as you're interacting with objects. And like there's, you're going to these little islands and there has to be like somewhere between 500 to a thousand of these. Like it is massive. (laughs) It's, 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 it's great. Yeah. I don't know. I can't sing the praises of it enough. I've only played like three hours. I don't know how long it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to finishing up the cast and going back and playing more of it. That's cool. Cool. So yeah, that was a monsters expedition through puzzling exhibitions on Apple Arcade, Steam and itch.io totally worth playing. Sweet. All right. Well, how about we hear about some more puzzling expeditions uh, and as far as the eye goes, does that make yeah. sense? Is that a segue? <laughs> it kind of is. There's as far as the eye is sort of a puzzle. Um, you're 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 going on expeditions, aren't you? You're on like a care like a movie yeah, thing, so a caravan, or like a. I heard it, I saw this and was really taken by the art style. Um, I'm really into the like. Um, I think I've talked about before that like a lot of the like wholesome game indie showcase stuff doesn't hit with me in the same way that it does for a lot of people. But if you take the like wholesome animal characters, but also there's this just like this this Crunchy added tinge management of like sim. no 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 this added tinge of like hope of of not hopelessness but like um I don't know sadness is the word it's like it's things are not all bright and sunny but they're like getting through it that kind of thing I really enjoy mm-hmm. that sort of tone where it's like these are cute characters but they're also um there's there's kind of a journey like sense of 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 uh sadness to it too uh everyone's um, got scarves actually everyone does have scarves yeah that's oh, it. there's okay. there's there's some there's some similarities oh, in the art style there i thought you were making uh, a joke about everyone's got scars because uh, oh no scars the journey scarves so, i got it yeah so as far as the eye has like an interesting narrative concept which is that there's this world where um and I don't know if it's explicitly supposed to be a reference to climate change, but there's this world where there's these creatures that live in it called Oku. Um, and their whole cycle of life is they live at this place called the eye. That's like this, um, there are big mountains around it. It's in the middle of almost like a volcano like thing, but there's not a volcano and there's an oasis at the middle of it. And to gain knowledge and learn about the world and become like better people, they go out across this sort of, um, somewhat hazardous environment and spread outwards, but they have to come back because there's the every, every so often the water level rises and they'll be washed away if they don't make it back to the eye. Alex looks like you have something <laughs> you want it's to fine. share. It's, no, it's, it's unrelated. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, is it because Brendan Fraser is thick? Were you thinking about Brendan Fraser yeah. being thick again? That's <laughs> okay. It's 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 that's always a fair thing to interrupt with. Um, uh, we have to pocket that for when Game of the Year is happening, and if a conversation gets heated, we can just point out that Brendan Fraser is thick for everyone to reset. 
Uh, anyway, though, like the, there's the the it leads to like a, a mechanical cycle of like you are helping these Oku get back from their journeys out into the world um, to get back to the eye that, before water levels rise and sweep them away. So I wasn't um, super familiar with this game. Like I'd seen images of it going around and that sounds like oddly similar to spirit fair. Mm-hmm. I think there, I haven't played spirit fair yet. I intend to um, actually pretty soon. I might jump into it this weekend. Um, but I think there are some similarities and there's certainly tonally, I think some similarities because the characters can die, and when they do, it is like crushing and sad. But mm-hmm. it's also given a like, oh, their their robes fall to the ground, and they are called back to the sigh, is what they call it. And the the implication is like they'll be born again at the eye, and they'll get to start their journeys over. So it it's it's it has like an interesting relationship to failure and death, um, in the same way that Spirit Fair does, even if it's not quite as explicit or as core a part of the game as it is in Spirit Fair. Um, but the result of all this is it's a pretty chunky, crunchy management game where you are, it has an almost FTL like map where, which is true for a lot of these kinds of roguelike things where you are starting at the edge and you're trying to get somewhere. And there's a bunch of points on the map in between that you have to make it through. But as so far as I have played, which I have not finished all of the tutorial chapters because they're quite long and there are five of them. Um, the, there isn't combat. It's not that kind of game. It's not a like strategic fighting game at all. It's what it is, is you have these hex based maps and you open the larger over map and you can, excuse me, see um, like there'll be two routes you could go to get you closer to the eye. And one will be a jungle, and the other will be some plains. Oh, that and sounds FTLE. It is, yeah. And so yeah. you, when you, if you go to the jungle, um, you know that there will be like wood and fruit there. But if you go to the a desert, it would be a better example. If you go to the desert, you might be able to find rock, but you're not going to find a lot of food. So you, your characters constantly are consuming food as you take turns because it is turn based. Um, so you have to make sure you're going to have enough food, but you also need to make sure you have other resources like metal, wool, and um, stone are the other resources, and wood. Um, and it costs resources to move to the next node. So to a degree, you have to plan, you have to go like, okay, well, if I want to get to this node, I know I'm going to need 20 stone and 40 wool in the space that I'm in, there is wool, but in the next space that is in between those two, there isn't wool. So I have to make sure that I harvest enough wool in this space that I'll have it when I get to that, that further space. Okay. And so, and then it becomes a, a balancing act of, I need to make sure that I have enough food for my characters to survive because they consume a lot of food per turn. And there's also a turn limit in each, um, they call them halts. The the game. One of the things I love about the game is it uses like interesting language to describe basic concepts, which I think can be really frustrating for some people um, because like cognitively it's, it can be frustrating to have to say like, okay, so when they say they mean nodes on the map, but they call them halts, but I like it cause it's thematic to me. Um, you so, so like you only can spend 30 turns in each halt before the waters come and you lose. Um, so it's a balancing act of all these systems. And then there are random events that can occur, which I think are influenced 
based on the, the reviews that I've been reading, people are pretty hit or miss on this game. Based on the reviews that I've been reading, a lot of the events are just random, um, which I don't can, think bothers me. Can, can, um, can you die of dysentery? So I think it's stuff like that for sure, where you have just random stuff that happens and um, bad things happen to you and there's no way to really recover or plan for them, um, which can be frustrating, I'm sure. I haven't played a full game of it yet where you start from the very edge and work your way in. Um, so I can't speak to how frustrating that could be. I may come back next week after doing that and say, fuck this game. Um, but uh, it is an interesting puzzle. And there's a lot of little systems that I think take that basic management balancing act and make it really complex and interesting. Like, for example, the characters gain experience. So your character may start out gathering fruit and then it'll, they will level up to a point where they now can specialize in gathering fruit. Like they start off as a gatherer and the gathering class is what they use to gather any of the resources. But then they hit a certain point and now they can specialize into being a fruit gatherer. And so if you build them a hut, a gathering hut, then they can further get better at gathering fruit specifically as you go across the map. And you get to pick skill points on this big skill wheel that that they gain experience in. Um, interesting. And but then you have interesting questions like, okay, well, I want to build them a gathering hut so that they can gather fruit more efficiently and get better at gathering fruit. I could build a gathering hut that stays on this map and that I leave behind when I leave for a hundred wood, or I could spend twenty metal, twenty stone, twenty wood the different resources to build a mobile hut that I can actually take with me when I go to the next map. Can, can you make one out of pizza? <laughs> That's no pizza yet that I've encountered. So no pizza hut. No, no pizza huts yet. Yet. Sad. Who knows? Uh, but, but then the question also, when you have the, you have your mobile hut is you have your caravan has a certain amount of bag space, almost like mm. an, an, a, a, a role-playing game. And the resources, the extra resources that you carry forward to the next halt take up space. The buildings that you build that are mobile take up space. So you have to manage that too. There's like a builder career specialization. One of the nodes on their skill tree is you can make buildings that take up less space in the caravan's inventory. So like there's a lot there. It's really crunchy and really, really complex in some ways. And then it's all built around a fairly simple efficiency and management problem. Um, and it's very interesting. Uh, and then I think just like tonally it is, it is not really a like crushing game from what I have seen. It's hard, but it's not punishing and it's not like so far anyway, again, I haven't had a game where I've played for an hour and then lost it all because of a random event. If, and when that happens, I may not feel this way, but so far the music for starters is maybe the best music I've heard this year aside from, I don't know, Necro Barista or something. The music is like incredible. Um, and so I would say if you like video game music, you should at least listen to it a little bit. But um, beyond that, it's just got an overall tone of being very like pleasant and friendly. And even though it is complicated, it is pretty like, it doesn't want you to feel stressed out or have a bad time That's- so far anyway. <laughs> That sounds oddly familiar with a monster's expedition. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, like, and, and even the tutorials, like I was playing the third chapter of the tutorial and I lost twice before I finished it. 
because the tutorial seems like it's just guiding you down a path, but you actually have to play the game while you're playing it to make sure that you don't lose, yeah. which is a little confusing and not very well messaged. So it definitely is. I could see it being really frustrating for some people, but I like it. I think it's also fun that um, the, the way that the characters, the Oku start out as these like generic kind of um, just like, like, like little, like, People, I don't know how to describe them. They're very simple, just like kind of spherical heads and then bodies with these like journey like robes on. But then when they go to become a gatherer, they change shape. They're all metamorphs and they change shape into red pandas and red pandas are the, the, the gatherers. And then you can, and like birds are the builders. So they metamorph into these different, um, these different kinds of animals in order to perform the different tasks, which is, I think pretty fun. It's, It's kind of like a cool, like, Oh, I gotta level them up to gatherer because then they're gonna become a like forget what they are, but like a cute another cute animal. Um and the art style is really nice, so it all kind of looks very pleasant as you're as you're leveling them up and doing all this stuff. So it's cool. Uh it's an interesting game. I, I definitely recommend it. Um if you're looking for something kinda chunkier and a little more challenging and you're not playing crusader kings which i also want to play <laughs> uh a lot of uh but it's this, interesting the art is really great and mm-hmm. then i mm-hmm. see like all the management stuff and i'm like ah but but the art if you don't like management do I games i don't play? think yeah. i don't yeah. think it's for you um yeah it, it has it has like part of the thing that i like about it is that like and this sort of tells you tonally what the writing is like is it is there'll there'll be chunks of writing that are like at the dawn at dawn of the fifth blink the great meeting is closed with the circle ceremony every pupil must go to the summit of the great cliffs of the west it is a hard task but few do not undertake it those who do not join the sigh to guide their companions in future travels it's like that kind of like lots of weird words and language to describe mm-hmm. things and um and kind of mm-hmm. flowery writing which i i like Cool. Yeah, so far I think it's pretty cool, but I may come back next week and say, "Fuck that game! Don't buy it. It's <laughs> it's it's a pain in the ass." Well, uh, is it only on, it's PC? on sale now? Yeah, till September eighteenth. What's that, Alex? On Steam. Only only on PC. As far as I know, I think it's coming to other platforms, but I don't think it's out on anything else yet. Um, I assume that this will come out on Switch. I would, I would guess, because it is definitely a. It seems it like that like kind of indie game that will release there. Uh, uh, hmm. But I don't know. Well, I, I could be wrong. Uh, I will say quickly before we move on, I didn't put in the sheet either, but um, won't have, don't have to talk about it for long. I played, I have also played a shitload of Avengers, and I still like that game, warts and all. Um, and I am, have touched Crusader Kings and Wasteland 3 and want to play more of those. Uh, and also Spellbreak is pretty cool. Despite having been lukewarm on it in the past, I'm playing a, I'm playing a game or two of that per day because I'm enjoying that too. So there's far too many games. There really and are. Aren't we there? could spend. Remember when we were like, there are just going to be no games this year. It's going to be yeah, real sparse. I could, I could spend. Oh, I'm going to like be able to go through my backlog, and now you're like every game that you guys brought I up had today. So I'm much like, time. Hmm, I want to play this. Yeah, I had yeah. so much time, and now I have no time. I very consciously only put as far as the eye on this list because I didn't want to go on a tangent for like a half an hour talking about three different games because I could easily do that. Oh, for sure. No, that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, I did that with two games. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, now 
back from a brief hiatus, our resident Billy yeah. Mitchell is here to talk about oh, no. all the high scores. All the high scores that Allison. she got while if, she if, was gone. If you had a hot sauce, would it have any Jesus weird Christ. special flavors? Oh, ooh. That's like a, a good like a, question. Like a mango hot sauce? Ooh. Possibly. Um, Give me like a raspberry. Think. Like a raspberry Why habanero. A raspberry hot sauce? Raspberry? Ooh, raspberry habanero. I don't know. <laughs> like, Allison looks baffled for listeners at home. <laughs> like, like, okay, because I what don't do you, do normally have... <laughs> like, I'm, st- I'm, I, I'm trying to like more spicy food because I did not like it at all as a no, kid. Like, Sure. Uh, but give, I me like, a, give me a raspberry smoked habanero. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roasted but, habanero. Raspberry roasted like, habanero hot sauce. Uh, okay, no. Like, I was thinking, like, I was, th- I was trying to think if, like, basil could work, but, like. Sure. Yeah. What's your spice component? Uh, well, I, don't, I don't fucking know. So, what have you been playing, Allison? <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> hey, that was a direct segue into high score. Segue. It was a good oh, segue. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to quickly like run down the things that I've been playing first, um, sure. be- <laughs> because I <laughs> I've just been playing like a lot of a, of a variety of things. Um, like, but since since we've last chatted, I finished a uh, percent of five royal, which was very good. Um, I've been playing uh, Yakuza 0, which is also very good. And then also um, put some time into Avengers. Uh, I think I might be the only person on the cast still playing Fall Guys. So that's... I plan to check in when the next season hits. Yeah. Yeah, I have it installed still. Yeah, it's just for me, it's a good, like, I... Like, if I get, like, frustrated with the game, I'm just like, I'm just going oh, to yeah. sit and play a couple Although, couple games yeah. and then get frustrated with Fall Gaze and then go back to Avengers. Apparently the hot <laughs> shit that as a podcast you need to play is this Among Us thing. But anyway, yeah. that's it. That's I've for seen people day. playing it. Yeah. But it seems. Anyways. Is that like there's like an alien and you have to. Yeah, it's like a party. Yeah, yeah. That that sound. There's like a Jackbox game in the new yes. party pack that's like that. Yes. This sounds better than that. Anyway, continue. I mean, I would, yeah. Anywho, um, but um, one of the things that I watched uh, actually a little bit ago, but wanted to make sure that I brought it up, was the documentary series High Score on Netflix, um, which came out uh, kind of mid-August, I think, um, and is a six-part documentary series about video games. So uh, very appropriate for the podcast, I guess. Um, but it's, 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 I'd say it's really, um, I'd say it's, uh, it's definitely not like the completely, um, comprehensive about video game history, but I'd say it's, it's a worthwhile watch if you're interested in video game history. Um, mostly because it does, they do talk with a lot of really great, uh, people from both game dev and people who have, uh, been involved in the, um, like more professional like game playing although it's usually it's it's the game this series 10 i mostly covers games through like the 
uh, like Nintendo 64 PlayStation era. So it mostly covers mm-hmm. really retro stuff. Um, if, if that's either a draw or a, um, an issue for you, but I, I think it does. Uh, it's, I think that it's really biggest strengths are that it doesn't pretend to be comprehensive and instead is just like, let's tell some interesting stories about, um, about game dev, about video games, um, talking to interesting people who, uh, have been working with games mm-hmm. and also <laughs> what kind with of people, people or who, like, who, um, they have spent a pretty, uh, good amount of time talking to Roberta Williams. Um, Oh, awesome. Yeah. She, so she's, That's really cool. she's great, but like yeah. they, they spent like a, there's a decent amount of time spent talking to her. Um, they spent the first episode, de- I think, Oh, they, I can't remember the game it was, but they interview a trans person. I, I mm-hmm. can't Who's really into space invaders. Hmm. Space invaders. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Space invaders. And like them going to like the mall of America or something, or no, it was like a mall in LA to like do regionals and then like and then go to nationals to playing nationals. space invaders. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the other thing that I think is really great is that they talk to, um, they talk to plenty of women. They talk to people of color, people who are um, LGBT. So they really, I think, I think a lot of the perception of, especially that kind of era of video games is that it's a very uh, male focused, um, but it shows with people like uh, people like uh, her, people like Roberta Williams, people um, uh, there, there's some other people involved that it's, it's that it's a lot more diverse than that, which I think is really Brad. So um, it also talks sorry. to, um, like the a sound designer of Nintendo. Um, they talked to Yoshitaka Amano, which is oh, interesting. Awesome. Yeah, so they it's, they they have like a really good uh, group of people that they talk to, and I think that a lot of the I, I feel like a lot of times if you're watching uh, things about. Uh, that era of game dev, you can kind of run into a lot of the same tropes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh, there was the arcades, there was Pong, there was Atari, uh, then there's the video game crash, then there's Nintendo, and like there's an ex- to an extent some of that. Um, but I think that it covers enough interesting topics, like talking about the like the Sierra adventure games, talking about uh, RPGs, talking about sports games and things like that. So that it, I think it does just, you know, it, it does interesting enough stuff and talks to uh, cool people that make it worthwhile to watch. Even if you I, I um, know that history backwards and forwards. I seem to remember seeing that Charles Martinet is involved with it somehow. Yeah. He's the narrator, but he yeah. never talks about being Mario. That's actually kind of cool, though. It is cool. It is kind of neat because there's like a point where he's like, like where where there's the point where they talk about Nintendo and early Nintendo and creating Mario, and he never once is like, "It's a me," and you're like, yeah. it could have been very easy for him to do that. Oh, totally. But, but he he has a really good narration voice. Netflix for... can't afford to, the Mario voice. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he. But uh, could they afford the Wario voice? Because he also does that. <laughs> and give like, me money. What if he's just like I'm Mario, and then like they're like, yeah, but you're Mario too. And he's like, no, I'm just proud of being Mario. Um, but he 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 has like a very kind of calming 
chill voice that makes it really pleasant to watch because he's he has the the narration of the of the whole series. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, because I don't know if I'd heard much of him other than just doing you know Mario and. Absolutely unrecognizable voice. Like in terms of like, if you only know him from like his work as Mario, you just be like, I have no idea that this guy. I I mean, I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known it was him if unless I saw that it was uh, that I was I saw him in the credits and I was like, wait, that Mario. (laughs) Get Mario. (laughs) Get Mario. (laughs) That Mario. Yeah, but it's it's I I think um, like especially if you want something. Kind of chill. Like, I think there's a lot of really great um, video game, especially informational content and historical content on YouTube, um, which I I think people have been kind of comparing it to. But uh, I think the thing thing that really sets it apart is just the amount of access they had to uh, Mm -hmm. talk with a lot of cool people. People open a door for Netflix. Right. It's it's a very it's a very um, well made production, which uh, which I think is 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 kind of fun to to watch, especially as somebody who likes the video games. Um, uh, but I uh, I think it's it's the type of thing too where uh, it, it really does a good job of straddling the line between um, making it accessible for every uh, everybody. But also making it not just like, hey, did you hear that ET came out and it caused the video game crash? Like it makes it yeah. it covers in new ground for people who are enthusiasts. But also, I feel like I could recommend it to, um, like, my dad who doesn't play video games at all, and cool. I, f- I feel like he could still enjoy it. So sounds great. If yeah. if you could have the same kind of documentary about another developer, be them old or new. What kind of, Ooh. like, you know, even even like uh, kind of the Double Fine style, what developer would y'all want? Mm. <laughs> I would like to uh, see Sway's I mean, process. Sure. Oh my God, sure. that'd be fun. Like, uh, Danny O'Dwyer with no clip already like has done so many like I, I was going to gonna say super giant is the one I would have picked but oh yeah there's, but there's a so many. phenomenal yeah, yeah there's like multiple phenomenal super giant Arcane. documentaries yeah. Uh, yeah. square so it's, <laughs> it's uh, I like there are so many like you know we we never get the like real like weird or like what happened to Final Fantasy like 13 versus and became becoming Final Fantasy 15 like that story like you know I what want, I want to see not so much developers but it's like specific game stories of how they became either the messes or like Duke Nukem Forever how did that oh, like geez. I want to see you know, yeah. I, I know what it is studio wise I want to see the inside of Maxis wow, I want to see yeah. how how I want Hell the story yeah. I want to see from Back back then oh. when they were new, and then I want to see what it's like there now because developing Shit, the Sims is so challenging because they have such a passionate fan base, and then they also have that push pull. I mean, I would want they wouldn't be able to do this in the way that I want because I would want them to be able to say, "Hey, EA fucking sucks to work under." Well, <laughs> if it's true, I don't know if that's true. Because um, then you could also get the disaster of SimCity. 
Exactly. That's what I mean is you can get, yeah. and you can see things like, um, spore and, and how all of that progressed and, and dark. Um, spore. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and so i think uh i think that would be really interesting they're 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 the studio that i think if yeah danny could go into any of them i would i would say uh maxis probably yeah like <laughs> i kind of one. would like um something similar um but in the before and after with ea but with bioware um oh, like totally. it'd be really interesting if they could be very upfront about it yeah. and frank which i know that they and never candid. would be yeah. Yeah. Candid about the experience of moving um from from being Bioware to being Bioware under EA. Um yeah. and I think that could be that's a, it's an interesting story to hear about and I'd be really interested to hear from devs um what it was like. But again, I don't think that there's any way that we could get uh, uh that un- until maybe sometime in the future when uh You know what? Bioware's defunct. Hmm. You know what? Insomniac. I, I would like to sure. hear about their stuff because I, you know what? I, I like most of Insomniac's games. They're good. So hit me with it. Danny O'Dwyer. Yes. I mean, with that in mind, I might even it. want to look at Irrational. <laughs> sure. Anyways. Yeah, that would be really interesting. <laughs> I mean, well, Pandemic. <laughs> We, I mean, we can go down the list. Yeah, exactly. Like, we could know, go. Yeah. We could talk about this for so hours. Many, so many hey, good devs. Listener, if you have a studio, ones. tweet at us. <laughs> it's sad because <laughs> one of at Fix Podcasts on Twitter. One of my favorite things about uh, Pax is going to over the last couple of years has been going to see Danny's band Bandland booth because uh, he oh, sets yeah. up a no clip booth and he has a wall where you can write on post its and he's like you can do as many as you want over the course of the weekend. And then he sticks the post-it up on the wall for studios and games that you would like to see no clip documentaries on. And it's super fun because he's such a nice, engaging person that he'll be like, oh, that would be so interesting. We could go into this and we could go into that and we'll have a conversation with you about your idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's really cool. He's he's a he seems like a really cool person. He's a really pleasant, sweet guy. Uh, Yeah. 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 Not to change the subject, but (laughs) yeah. Anyways, high score well, sounds great. I think I will watch that. Thank you, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you, Billy Mitchell. Oh, oh God. God. We can't God. do that to Allison. Yeah. I'm, pushing, I'm officially I pushing like, back no. against You know this. what? Yeah, make sure to bleep that so that way we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and, and worse, you're, based on the way that, that his brain works, Allison will, Allegedly. Probably, Allison will probably be the one to get sued. Even though yeah. we're the Not we, like, you. You're, you're the one. Even though I'm like, no, Allegedly. He allegedly sues people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly well, is uh, kind of. A we, are, <laughs> we are going to move on into the news. Allegedly. And this week, let's. There, there was some big news this week. Let's, I think we can move through everything else and then jump into the. Big, yeah, yeah. Like the Xbox stuff. Cause there, That's there's a, a lot yeah, there's of a like. Lot smaller things uh and then some big stuff uh i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with the stuff that broke right before the podcast and that is there is now a playstation event planned for wednesday the 16th yes wednesday the 16th at 1 p.m pacific time where they will presumably announce price launch lineup pre-orders for the playstation 5 you hope i bet they won't confirm the launch lineup I bet they'll say launch window for all that stuff. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I agree. Uh, 
What do you maybe. think? What do you think they have to do to one up Microsoft? Because like I think they're obviously going to try and match what Microsoft has done between price mm-hmm. and all of that, and like sh- yeah. like revealing yeah. that. But I feel like to take headlines away, they need to do something new. Is there any information Microsoft has not provided that they should? I think if they can match Microsoft, they win because they have games that are interesting. Um, That's like fair. Microsoft has a great service, but um, there's no reason to upgrade from your current Xbox or if you have a PC to buy it, the new mm-hmm. one based on what's coming to that service this holiday. Um, and it's easy enough to say, I'll get the 299 Series S and get a PlayStation 5, whether that's 499 for like a disk drive one, because you're like, oh, I need a Blu ray player, or you do like maybe a 399 diskless version, all digital version. And I think that's the price points they will hit. I think to make that stick, though, what they need to do more and more, I think what they need to do is offer a financing option through a Sony. Visa credit card that's like, and they need to center that as like, hey, 0% APR, 24 months, $35 a month or whatever to get PS Now Plus. They need to match like the all access thing because I think that's going to be huge for Microsoft in, you, in the US, at least, and other territories. Do you think they augment PS Now? And if so, did they talk about it? I think they, I think they should, and this would be the place to start talking about it. I think, um, yeah, they've been slowly building on it and like making it better yeah, for sure. But they're like they've been at it so much longer than Microsoft with like that. You know, the Game Pass and PS Now are similar. They're different, like in many ways, but they're similar. Like, I think here's your library of games that you can play anytime. But I think what they should do with that service me and my infinite Sony should hire me of clearly. I think mm-hmm. I, I think because of the way their exclusives sell their systems so hard, I understand why they wouldn't want to just say, and you'll be able to play every exclusive on PS now. And I, I think it's unrealistic to want for that, but I think so systems, I think what they should do is say with PS now, you can get a like three hour trial that you can stream for all of our mm. new first party titles so that you sure. can, it, you can feel like you're getting the ability to play them and maybe even you stream. I mean, it's hard because bandwidth issues and streaming takes up a lot of issue of bandwidth, but if you have the bandwidth to do it, maybe you can stream it while you're downloading it or something. Um, they should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but, and I think that if it's makes, not going to be on the service, then I think that makes the PS PS now as a service a lot more compelling. If you can try out new exclusives, um, I don't think they're ever going to just offer them on the service. I mean, after they've come out, sure. Like a year after they've released, maybe. But mm-hmm. do, you, do you think? I mean, they, yeah, they've had Horizon on there. Spider-Man. They've done that to a degree. Yeah, yeah. I feel Bloodborne's like been on there. And stuff. Could, I feel like they could in the future if um, if they somehow really um, struggled and the Xbox completely destroyed ps5 but i don't think that's gonna happen no and so i don't think they have to uh do that with uh ps now do you think they ratify their pc plans no no i think they say you can stream you can stream ps now on pc through the ps now client there still um i wonder Mm -hmm. i think maybe bringing it to phones to android at least might make sense for the future um I don't know with yeah. their infrastructure how easy that is, but I know they've they've been using Azure. Well, they've kind of they could bring it to iOS. 
No, could they? Um, hey. But uh, but but the other thing that I think I think the only thing they really need to do is to um, hit price parity for the disc version and the Series X, and I think offer that financing plan that I think is really important. I think it would be a shrewd move to say because of the coronavirus pandemic and the ways that it is affecting the global economy, we're offering an introductory price that is $50 lower than the, the final price for like this holiday, November and December or something. Um, because then they undercut Microsoft by 50 bucks. And if they do that plus offer financing where it's like, Hey, you're locking in this price through your financing and going to pay 0% interest on it. I think that would be a really shrewd move. I don't know that I think that isn't kind of icky in a way, um, but to, yeah. to use the pandemic in that yeah, way. It, it, um, and they don't have to say that yeah, necessarily. But at the same time, it would, right. Yeah. I think it would be good for mm-hmm. a good way to make, because $50 is super, uh, is a notable amount for people who are price conscious about sure. those, I, those, those I just I feel like I mean, people who looks, are price honestly, conscious are going to get a Series S if they're if they're looking, and there's no way that Sony beats the Series S on price, which we'll talk about. Series S being two ninety nine, which we'll talk about later in the news. But I don't. There's no, no way Sony I mean, beats that in any world. But maybe the value of well, it's more powerful. It's only fifty dollars more than the Series S, and it's more powerful. Maybe that gets people, but. Also, like it would launch, make a lot. Of, I bet it would make price-conscious people. It could easily make people willing to buy it right away, as opposed to buying it later. Um, because I know that I'm, as somebody that is financially affected by COVID, um, trying mm-hmm. to decide when or how I'm going to get a new console is has been. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm not worrying about it, but I, it's definitely been on my mind when people are sure. talking about it. Is that hey? I still don't have a job uh, buying, spending hundreds of dollars on a gaming console is not exactly great. It would possibly make me consider getting a PlayStation five at launch. If they were like, here's a cheaper price. Like I I wouldn't necessarily, you know, be the most friendly thing to do. um, Especially if you're using that, using that, but if they wanted to have an early, like, Look, we won. Look at how many uh, consoles we shipped. Uh, I, th- I think that could be a, a possibility, too. Yeah. Or, or that that would help. I also will go back to, and I mean, this dovetails with the, the larger Xbox topic, so maybe we'll talk about it more. But there is Series S at two, $299 is a phenomenal price, and that seems like a really yeah. good value. And if you don't have any way to play video games, it seems like a great in for this holiday. But there is no reason whatsoever to purchase a new xbox if you already have an xbox or a pc like yeah there is right. just nothing coming out for the xbox right yeah that yeah. Un- i mean june i think is when we've heard like maybe i've heard that date thrown around for halo um like next I year i don't think they know uh and i don't, I don't think they know either. either and so <laughs> There may not be a reason to purchase an Xbox until well into next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you already have an Xbox or uh, just stick it out with Game Pass, you've yeah, already got yeah. the thing you want. Especially so. if you have a One X. Like, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, or a PC. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, so yeah, look for that Wednesday, the 16th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Check your local time zones listings. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Open Next the TV up, guide. Yep. Yep. <laughs> The internet guide, please. Um, <laughs> next up, we got the EGX 2020 and is that Eurogamer Expo? Is that what that is? I don't know. And PAX Online are both happening, and that means there are gonna be a lot of game demos on Steam. Mm-hmm. So cool. check that out. That'll be going up uh, later today, or probably by the time you hear this. Look for it. Has PAX Online? They've been doing panels and stuff over the past. Yeah, it's already week started. Two, oh, that too, probably. Okay. I don't yeah, think I the don't, demos are up yet, maybe. but but yeah, the, the, the demos are starting to go up. That's yeah. that's the main thing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I've been seeing those panels going around, but yeah, it's cool yeah. that they're doing well, actual game demos. It maybe demos people are going up. They may be people advertising them, and they haven't happened yet. Too, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, we got Hyrule Warriors 2, Nintendo once again just being like, oh yeah, yo, here's another game. This is it's coming probably out. the last thing for this Please. year. Like, the last thing they're announcing for this year. Uh, Hyrule Warriors 2, is it, what, November? November, right? It, it It is both a game that I want to play, the first game that I want to play for the Switch that's been an exclusive, like, badly in a while. Like, and I want to play through Breath of the Wild before then, which isn't going to happen, so... I will probably play this game next year. Um, but it, yeah, notably this game is a prequel to breath of the wild yeah, in lore. And, right? and it's Canon. Yeah, yeah. It's Canon now. It feels like it kind of, I mean, again, you were not Allison last week. I was trying not to be too nasty to Nintendo. And also <laughs> I mean, honestly though, like, like I, it's definitely one of those things where Nintendo is one of those companies where I'm just like, Fine, you might as well take my money. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, like, I, 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 I can recognize when there's, but they've put this to me questionable. This is decisions. exciting. It also feels yeah. like a shiny object to me. <laughs> it also feels yeah. like Nintendo being like, ah, you were on the verge of being critical of us, but here is this, and then the Twitter sphere around Nintendo <laughs> is like, like oh, I love this. Let's play it. And I kind of was like rolling my eyes a little hard <laughs> at the fawning because it's like. Yes, Breath of the Wild is amazing, but Nintendo still has yeah. fuck all for you. <laughs> like, also, come on. Have most of those people played Musou games before? Yeah, there's that too. Um, <laughs> like, did you play the like? Did they play the first Hyrule Warriors? Because I I enjoyed the first Hyrule Warriors a lot, but if you're expecting Breath of the Wild from it, it's, um, yeah, ooh that's, boy. that's ooh what boy. I'm going to be interested in because I haven't played Hyrule Warriors. I actually want to. If I got to get it when it's on sale, I like Musou games. Um, for what they are, uh, but it, uh, I, I don't know that Hyrule Warriors Two is going to be a critical darling, except for the fact that I wonder if there are going to be critics who are so starved for like good Zelda shit that they're just like, can I? Well, I love this I, even though, like me can with Marvel, I play as like the heroes from Breath of the Wild, like the Goron, the that the seems bird, to be the implication. Yes, the 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 Gerudo lady. I okay. think so. That would make me interested, but I'm also never going to play this game. You can play a Zelda <laughs> and I don't like Breath of the Wild, so. but like that stuff would like playing as Wait. those characters would make me interested. You but. can play a Zelda I, and Link, but it's set like a hundred years before. Are they hundreds about, of years old? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The story of Breath yeah. of the Wild is yeah. rad. It's really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, and I never got, right. I never got the, to that part then. <laughs> the, like when Link wakes up, it's he's been asleep for like a hundred years at the beginning of the game. The, uh, and the he's like wounded and then put in this like tomb thing. To and heal. Con- 
conceptually seeing the events that led to it is really appealing because most of that game's story is telling you about what happened. So playing through that stuff in this setting, because the reason they can't make you play through it in Breath of the Wild is because it is like a huge war. So playing through that as in a Musou game sounds cool. I mean, I mean like I, there's no doubt, but it definitely also feels like a thing that they could have announced a long time ago. And instead mm-hmm. it's a, see, we don't have absolutely nothing. You shouldn't get mad at us. You should get excited for this thing. That's so actually for kind of a niche audience. <laughs> what is the yellow turban rebellion of the Zelda timeline? Oh, what is fuck if I know. Yeah. Who are the eunuchs of the Zelda timeline? Oh, I don't know about Gorons being eunuchs. I mean, do we ever see? Speaking of eunuchs, <laughs> Apple opens iOS wow. to game streaming oh services. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow, two separate warrior references. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is extremely uh, stupid if you've actually read the article. This is it's so... D- <laughs> and I think, I think, I don't remember if we talked about this in chat or like last week or whenever this like, I don't know, the game streaming stuff with iOS and Apple going like, nah, we're not going to allow xCloud or Stadia on here. Now they've changed course and they have said, oh yeah, you can have game streaming services on our platform. You just have to submit each game individually as its own app. Yeah, you can have a catalog app, but then everything has this, to be. It's this is as petty and executable, and we need to evaluate it. This is as petty fun. and childish as uh, as 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 Epic continuing to submit Fortnite updates, even though they know that it's not going <laughs> to do anything. Well, now like, I, I think God. they can't. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's so just, stupid. Yeah. Like, and they don't do this with anything other than games. No, we, we've talked about that for oh, months. Yeah. Like it's it's like if if it's like if they asked Netflix to submit every single show for or, them to look at and be yeah. like, okay, or, yeah, or kin- you can Kindle to submit every single book, yeah. even though there's yeah. the Apple Reader or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, like, we, yeah they, but yeah, if it's like if they did that, yeah, they really should. I if I were Microsoft, I would say okay, and I would try to I would I would work with a handful at least of the games on Game Pass and say like you can play select games on, on iOS and just submit flood the store with like <laughs> shell apps that launch into the games as a game as like a streamed game. Oh, um, that'd yeah. be very funny. I mean, say, that's what you, Apple, Apple is saying they want like just, just that. But the fuck? I think clearly they don't actually want that. I think they just are seeing this as a deterrent yeah. to get them to not Apple, do it. Apple should do it or Microsoft. And I think Microsoft should, should totally do, the do the it. Higher game. Pass yes. Library. <laughs> yes. And they should leave them. And then when, when the, when the game no longer works, because it's off of Game Pass, there's just a shell app on the App Store that doesn't do anything, and they can put they an update say, on the game's yeah. page on the app's page saying this no longer does anything, and then <laughs> it just sits there taking up a spot in the store, which is like a kilobyte of data, but still, uh, that that would be very funny. And then it raise they raise to the top of the App Store, yes, because people like rate them highly. Yep. And then there's just like Halo Five top of the App Store. Yep. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I would or do it if I was if I was I Phil. I would 5, be like, let's make this fucking happen. Uh, they make that so would be many rad. stupid decisions. And it would flood Apple's like submission process because they would have to review if they're doing it like they say. Either a. Uh-huh. 
all of these apps get approved really quickly. And then Microsoft can say, that's weird that it was so fast and clear that Apple isn't actually reviewing them or B they're just mired in it for months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And just every time a new game comes out, just adding to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be good. So, So dumb. All right. Well, yeah, that's the ongoing Apple games, game streaming saga. Uh, all right. Next up, not much to say here other than AMD announced two events for October. For some reason, October 8th, they will be revealing presumably the Ryzen 4, right? No, Ryzen 3. What, what, is, what are they on? I don't know. Uh, the next, is, next generation the, of CPUs. The Zen 3. Zen 3, Zen 3. Yeah. They're Ryzen. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, Ryzen yeah, so, shine. But exactly. It's, it's, he has Ryzen. Wow. Um, <laughs> that should be their, oh my God, their marketing campaign. He has Ryzen. And it's and just then, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Uh, with a sick gaming PC. Yes. RGB Jesus. RGB Jesus. RGB Jesus. Who has the sickest a, Christ you ever seen. A, a f- <laughs> A 4950X and uh, RX 67000 or whatever and then they call their next generation 69. of CPU or GPU. A 6969X. When they go to the next one, they can make a super fucking metal and they can crucify their RBGs. <laughs> RGBs. <laughs> <laughs> Crown. Uh, what would the they crown could have a six 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 card. Uh, the crown six, would be made of made of ripjaw ram. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, this is extremely stupid, though. Um, it, but it's the GPU more interesting than what they announced so far. October twenty eighth. Yeah, like the CPU is, one is fine. Like that's kind of that's been like expected. So late. Uh, yeah. Okay. So to, for context, the thirty eighty, the Nvidia card that everybody's talking about. Releases on September seventeenth, Thursday. This Thursday. Thursday, it's it's and, really and this yeah this event happens over a month later. It's not like people are going to wait. Like I mean, a lot of people will wait, but there are going to be a lot yeah. of people who just buy the Nvidia card. Well, there True. are a lot of people who won't be able to get a card because the sure, stock yeah. is going to be limited. But also that, but like also yeah to to both sides of it like. There were lots of times when these GPUs were at least like six months apart, like pretty much diametrically opposed. It sounds so. It sounds like you're playing devil's advocate, and <laughs> RGBs just does not appreciate that. You'll Sorry. be getting a visit is on devil, October twenty eighth. Devil Intel at this point. You're gonna um, go to video card yeah. hell. <laughs> Man, remember when they had shit like that on the boxes? There was like uh, not, not just like on the boxes. Here's a blue alien lady. Not just on the boxes. Like they demon. were on. They were on the card. When I was like a child, like like we're talking like my dad has gotten PC Gamer, I think, for my entire life. Um, and when I was a small child, like five years old, I would get afraid of the video card ads in the magazine. I'm not kidding, because <laughs> they had some really fucked up. St- monsters in them <laughs> that's nice. amazing yeah no but uh, um i hope the new uh oh god what do they call their gpu series the the rx the radeon the, yeah, oh the radeon navi is, yeah big, 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 big navi. navi i hope big navi ends up being interesting because hey, Ar- huge navi yeah, huge thick um because Ar- <laughs> thick navi the <laughs> next generation our dna 2 does seem really interesting and it is what's in ps5 and 
uh, X, Xbox yeah, Series Xbox. X. Had to think about it. I almost called it the One X. Damn the um, Series S. It's both of them. Yeah. So like, it, maybe you can get some kind of performance that you get off the consoles on there, and like yeah. blah blah blah. They, but, they usually do pretty good know. like price to performance they stuff, do. but they don't. But, have they're, the, but they're they don't have the feature set. That, that yeah, drivers. They, they don't have That's the feature set. That the, yeah. So how am I going to make Machinima? Without <laughs> God, how many? God, uh, that, that, that looks kind of fun. I don't know. Um, uh, they, they, I think these cards. My kind of uninformed guess would be that these cards are going to have a really, really attractive price point. Because if the consoles, if, mm-hmm. if if it's comparable technology, I totally understand there's a big gap. But if there's comparable technology in the consoles and the consoles are selling for what they are, yeah. you would yeah. think that the cards would be really, really good value. Um, yeah, from a, yeah from a performance probably. Perspective. The AMD seems pretty confident, but then they were they were like, "Oh, tomorrow the you know, posting oh, that was the, the worst. tomorrow." And then there, the thing that happened the next day was an announcement of an announcement or yeah. an announcement yeah. of two announcements that are you know at least a month and, away. And honestly, their announcement announcements of an announcements for announcements because there's no way they're going to launch those on the day the things happen. Well, I mean, I mean that's an announcement, and then like they say, okay, here's when it comes out. But yeah, they're gonna, it's they're, it's they're announcing whole, the announcement of the date announcement. Yeah, they, they were teasing the <laughs> announcement of God, the announcement. We can't. I can't. My brain is breaking. <laughs> we have to move on. What's next? He Andre? has risen. Uh, <laughs> hey, remember the control? Uh, I know you try not to think about it, Alex, but it's yep. been in the news lately <laughs> because they're putting out an ultimate edition. And yeah, that ultimate edition. Has all the DLC and like it's out too. Patches. It's just it's great. It's beautiful. It's I it's almost a bought it. Bouncing Ultimate Edition. I really wanted and to buy it and play it again, but I was like, I have too much to play. I'm just gonna let the launch sale buy pass. It, if you buy it on uh, consoles, current consoles, you'll get an upgrade for free to the next generation of systems, where you can play it with beautiful ray tracing, 4K, uh, supposedly. All the you know wow, all these Andre. amazing features because it ran like doo doo on the current consoles. But but, but Andre, I spent a hundred and twenty dollars on my version of Control on current consoles because I'm Canadian and got all the season mm-hmm. pass. I I also get that upgrade, right? Uh, it's impossible. Well, you did you did for about uh, I don't know like two hours until five oh five games went. Oh shit! We said we couldn't do that. We weren't going <laughs> to do that, and then uh, revoked everyone's. All, all season pass holders upgrades yeah. if you own the original game and the season pass. Yeah, their messaging uh, around it was extremely terrible. Like you said, Pat, they were saying it's impossible. They're saying, no, we can't do that. They, and, yeah. and it, it reeks of that I, whole um, crossplay is impossible and then Fortnite just enabling it for like a day or whatever mm-hmm, or like an hour. Mm-hmm. Like it reeks when Epic it, did it, something it, sick and cool. Yeah. <laughs> when they yeah. were instead the, of the, like the their current rock thing game developers. But yeah. like it it to me it sounds like the developers want it, um, and that's why they're like, hey, yeah. look, we could turn this on if we wanted. And then the marketing side, the product side is like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the pub- like the publishing stuff is like, yeah. we got to get as much money out of this as we can. And it's because what they said was basically every way we looked at it, we couldn't come up with a way that made sense because we couldn't give an upgrade to everybody because there was something in the way. 
and that's bullshit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and everyone 100%. called it a, as such. Like, and then like, it was proven as such. What are you 505 talking sucks. About? 505 is a really bad yeah. publisher. So, um, so uh, I'm put very, out a lot of bad ports. And, I'm curious, Allison, what are your thoughts on this as someone who wanted to play Control but then got boned over by the fact that it didn't run on your PS4? <laughs> um, it's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it just feels very weird, especially especially since it's like it'd be one thing if it was like okay, you bought the original game and you bought the season pass, then you get an um an automatic upgrade and then it totally to reasonable. Console. Yeah, hmm. but since that's that's what happened. People who had the season pass yeah. got upgraded, right? And then now then then they got it back. But like versus. Um, you have to buy an entirely new thing. It, it just makes yeah. zero sense, especially since um, there's no new content beyond the season pass, which which I think is good. It would be fine because, you know, it'd be kind of crummy if you had to buy a, an entirely new version to get, like, whatever yeah, like, amount of content. It, but like if, They if did they some, had, like, checkpoint stuff, but oh, that's, that's patched into the base game. Yeah, but, right. like, yeah. Ima- imagine if the Alan Wake stuff was hidden behind this and not the season pass mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I mean that then it would at least make sense to like charge for it. Like sure. but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of, it, it's been frustrating especially since I it would be nice to be like hey, uh we know that uh some of the that EU people who bought it at launch can had an a, a not perfect experience especially on people on, who bought it on console on console fuck you launch, like, you get the shittiest version of the game yeah. and we're gonna milk you for even more money yeah. right exactly especially when it's it. like yeah you pay you paid us 60 bucks at launch to play this game uh no thanks that's like you you don't matter and it's like it yeah. kind of sucks you know yeah, like if if they can just say whoopsie doopsie we made a fucksy wuxy like that would have been pretty great but it like it just seems like they're not willing to to you know like I don't know, not be willing to uh-huh. be beholden to to their player base. Yeah, they, they just suck. They're liars and they suck. <laughs> yeah. I, I to the extent that like uh, I don't know, I I don't know what they have coming, but I would be inclined to not purchase five hundred five games if I was concerned about uh, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't yeah. imagine Remedy is at all happy about any of oh, this. Oh no, I don't. I don't think it's on them really. No, no, yeah. me either. I mean. It, it feels very much like a how much money can we get from the audience kind of move, and and that that I would put almost entirely it, on, the, well, on it, publisher. It, yeah, yeah. It's like they saw, oh, this game reviewed real well and is real popular, so we can definitely charge for it. Yep. So they did. That's yeah, super dumb. And it Anyways. works. Like I said, I almost bought it for thirty bucks because it was twenty percent off for the ultimate edition, which I don't have it on PC, so it didn't feel as bad to me to buy it again because yeah. just didn't own it there, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, and if you you're on PC, you just need the season pass, and then you've got whatever the ultimate edition is. Right, it's the yeah. same thing. So that's that's why it's been such a frustrating situation, is because it is literally just the game with the season pass. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next news story. No more heroes three delayed into 2021. Yeah, the message also that was put out was really really good. Actually, I don't know if anybody it was. It. it was it was good. Like it was, it was pretty. Like I don't want to say from the heart, but like it was pretty well candid to use the words we were using earlier. Mm. So it was good. Okay. 
Uh, and then Kenna Bridge of Spirits is also delayed into 2021. Cyberpunk. I, I feel like Kenna I think was, Cyberpunk's going to get delayed too. I, they they've said I mean, they have no intentions of delaying it again. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Oh boy. I, I feel <laughs> that, like they probably won't. But like so Kenna we were talking about this in our group chat so we didn't talk about it on the podcast. That was like the only game that could have held my interest for getting a PS5 at launch. And now I don't see any other potential it's be on launch PlayStation titles. 4. Wait, is that not and also Windows. getting delayed? Uh, oh yeah, you're right, yeah. But I mean, it's not even, you know, it's well, not, not even really exclusive. Like it's, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I see what so, you're saying, like, but yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good. Let them let them get it done. But Oh yeah, yeah, make your make your game as good as it can be. Uh take the time. We'll still be here. I'll still be going. Ah, there's too many games. Yep. Because oh, yeah, the, the indies are constant. The indies thing. are rocking it. Still playing Wasteland Three, bumbling <laughs> my way through like Mister Fucking Magoo. <laughs> Yo, I don't want to get. We don't have to talk about Wasteland Three, but it is a thing early on. That is the wildest shit I have ever seen in a dialogue sequence ever. <laughs> yeah. And if you like have Game the, Pass, uh, on top of the dam. So yeah. Like two, <laughs> skip ahead to a minute and a half if you are going to play Wasteland Three and want to see the beginning of the thing. They fucking you're in a dialogue sequence and someone's brains get blown out in the dialogue sequence. You're like talking the to game, them. They zoom in. Yeah, and like you're like talking like to them, picking screen. dialogue, and and they're like, "I'm gonna get you," and then it's just a gunshot and their head explodes. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Great. Anyway, <laughs> you can play your headphones. It's real good. It's real good. There's more moments like that, yeah. but not exactly. Sorry, like that, I had to get that off my chest because that was fucking rad. It's so good. It's so good. Sorry, anyway. my my connection cut out. I missed all of that. <laughs> I'm excited for you to play it, Alex, so that cool. we can. Yeah, Brendan Fraser flies in dressed as George of the Jungle, and totally, uh, and he's very he, he, annihilates. He, he does not. He does not he's, watch out for that tree. He tries. He's yeah. he's he tries. He's trying to collect bananas, but his his ass Ooh. cheeks clap together when he swings. Nah, nah. Anyway. Crisis Remastered for PC gets a new graphical mode called Can It Run Crisis? This is, I bet my PC why can is run in Crisis. Is why is this in here? Who put this um, here? Alex? Be, yeah, because who fucking cares? <laughs> That's <laughs> actually the, the reason, I reason to talk it, about it. it who they, cares? They should have... I mean, yeah. Like, I like, why, why they should have called it Can It Run there. Flight Simulator? Yes. Because like, Flight Simulator who, is the Crisis currently. Who cares? Like, this is a. How old is Crisis? When did Crisis 1 come out? Like 2006 or something? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, like, uh, they made, like, a big deal about it. They put out a whole video about it, and it doesn't even look that great. Of course not. It's <laughs> like, an old it game looked, that. The old version looked better because, yeah. like, it had lots of foliage and stuff, and like mm-hmm. they kind of take away all the foliage and just make like kind of nice wrinkly mountains. And it's like, but it looked better with all the trees. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well, <laughs> it's very guess dumb. What? Guess what? I think Crisis is has a fucking rad backstory and lore, and I love the beginning of that game. And I never finished it. And I'm also probably never going to play it again in my life. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. It's I put it in uh, there because it's so stupid, and <laughs> who cares? Moment of brevity. Oh. Who are the who are the bad guys in they're Crisis? Aliens. They're, they're, they're like aliens. aliens. Okay, and they yeah. they're very cool aliens that they don't like. It's very mysterious and secrety and like spooky and stuff. And that's that's awesome. Spooky that stuff is really boogie. cool. All right. Yeah. Well, 
Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War had an event to show off the multipl- multiplayer. What? Yeah. yeah. They, they, they always do this. It was a big like yeah, multiplayer I mean, reveal event. Isn't it like it's mostly the same um, what's going on? So it's the kind of thing where like it's kind of like um, when a league champion spotlight happens. I think if you don't play League of Legends, you would go, okay, but isn't it the same? They're just another character that you push the buttons and they do abilities. Like, it, no, I mean, well, isn't this, I, I mean, specifically, isn't the Cold War multiplayer mostly the same in terms of like the character like the loadout stuff so loadouts are warfare that's but that's also kind of notable um because yeah yeah yeah. that is not how black ops 4 was so yeah loadouts are the same there's no point system which they have done in colt and black ops in the past it's just the same loadout system as modern warfare with Mm -hmm. the addition of this wild card twist so if you're into those games that's interesting um i know my friends and i are despite that you know call of duty being problematic fave 101 um we are excited to see that like the loadouts are going to stay the same from modern warfare because mm-hmm. that's one of the best parts about modern warfare um they announced a really cool uh combined arms like mode where it has like tanks and boats and stuff vehicles but also it's only 12 v 12 which is really cool because the big 64 64 mode in modern warfare is a little tedious um what if they use the power of the next gen consoles to make it 69 69 <laughs> uh turns out adding more players is not the solution to the problem if the game doesn't really feel fun and snappy to play with more players andre uh, it's call of duty it would be 420 players please the, yes yes <laughs> oh yeah. mag too fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> so total aside i think sony should bring back mag and that should be a huge blowout game for them. That's like a big platform exclusive. Just, I want to get that out there. I didn't say that last week. It was on my, I was thinking it as we were recording though. Mag two should 100% happen. Should it be mag two it, it or like awesome S mag, like so super what, massive action game. Yes. Yeah. Maybe smag. Uh, that would be great. Uh, and modern and, assault and magma. And, and what you do is you just you it's is it's planet side. You just make it planet side where it's a huge like continent that people are fighting on. Anyway, that's a I'm really different con- of, different different conversation. Really uh, glad none of you acknowledge that joke. A bit. <laughs> uh, the other uh, really quickly just to run down at the other cool stuff. Um, Cold War has they're surfacing the math for the first time like ever in a Call of Duty. Are so pop numbers off of people when you no, shoot them. It's not that people do have health bars, but there's no number pop offs. It's more when you build a gun in the gunsmith, it'll say like, this is a 20% increase to hip fire accuracy. Uh, Whereas in the past, it's just been, eh, it makes you shoot from the hip a little bit better. And people have to do like data mining and hours of testing to figure out what that means. So this time they're just surfacing that, which is a big deal for like balance because it helps people understand like the, their balance decisions. A couple new modes, the new maps look awesome. And they tease this interesting looking mode that's called fire teams which appears to be 10 four-player squads go into a map kind of like a battle royale, but it's not that it's not game flow like that at all. Instead, you go around this large map um, and complete objectives, which change, you score points that way, and it changes like, it changes the map. Like the example they used was maybe you go and launch off, launch a like chemical weapon, um, and then it it there's like gas covering part of the map and people have to either find and use gas masks to fight there and complete objectives there or they'll just take damage when they're in the area. So that mode sounds potentially cool as someone who has has four four person group 
and we don't like playing Warzone because it's so like you drop in, we spend 20 minutes collecting gear and then we die is like, we're not really looking for that kind of competitive shit. We're just trying to bounce in and have fun. And this sounds like a way to have that without it being as stressful. Uh, the other la- the last thing they did announce is um, Warzone is going to act as kind of like a, I know I said joint in the podcast chat, completely not realizing that was a pun, but it's like, <laughs> it's like a central pillar that presumably this and future Call of Duties will tie into. So while you can't carry anything from Modern Warfare into Cold War, you can play with your Modern Warfare unlocks in Warzone, and you will also be able to play with Cold War unlocks in Warzone, which I just said I don't super love playing Warzone, yeah. but I will say it's a very cool Are they going to add a map? I don't going to be like a, like a Black Ops map? Or? What they, I don't think so. What they have said, I'm sure that they will do a new map at some point, because that's just the thing like, you do you know, with you Battle Royale. Like, you know, you got the... The, the Erangel and you got the yeah right the but other, I mean the other PUBG but, map but what they have said is you will be able to take your modern warfare guns and put them against cold war guns in Warzone like that is they will interact in that in that game um and then but uh <laughs> then they'll the, bring in the Call of Duty 2 guns and those people lose <laughs> Um, you get an M1 Garand and you hear the ping from across the map. And you're there like, actually oh. is basically an M1 Garand <laughs> in uh, Modern Warfare. It doesn't ping, but uh, it functions the same and looks the same. I don't think it pings. Maybe it does. Uh, anyway, I think a lot of that stuff is, is pretty cool, um, and I am interested to to play it. They have said, too, that there will be like narrative stuff in Warzone tied to Cold War. So it'll be like there will be events and things that happen in Cold War, and they did that to sort of announce Cold War or, or to share the trailer, not announce it, but to share the the, the first gameplay trailer or cinematic trailer. Uh, and the event that they did in Warzone was very cool, um, I will say. So, yeah, all that stuff seems cool. Also, Call of Duty is a tool for imperialist propaganda, and it's totally cool if you want to say fuck that and not engage with it because it is bullshit, and <laughs> it, it is a lot of mental gymnastics to enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep. I have to, what war crimes will we deflect this time? Oh, plenty. <laughs> uh, uh, because right. there's a lot of war crimes in the Black Ops games that mm-hmm. you commit personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, Ubisoft. Speaking of war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft had their Ubisoft Forward event where they neglected... Because of time constraints, uh, with editing, I guess, or whatever, they couldn't put in a video of Eve uh, talking about all the shit that's been going on at Ubisoft once again. Which, like, huh. that, vi- that video was fine. Like, I watched Eve's video; it was fine. Uh, I don't think it was mm. like it, it. I wouldn't say it was good. I wouldn't say it went as far as it should have, but it was it was better than nothing. Um, but like the the problem with what happened is that they, I I don't have the tweet in front of me, but they said, uh, due to time constraints or whatever, like we cannot get this to be a part of the show, which like, which people were saying like, yeah, it's like, Oh, we, we don't have to, we have an hour before the show. We can't edit this together. And that's a lie. (laughs) Like that's straight up a lie. Like, I mean, it's the show was already produced. That is a video file. This other thing was a four minute video you could mm-hmm. you could do that on your phone and it would it would splice or yeah. it would uh 
it would mash those together and it'll probably take 20 minutes to render on your phone. Mm-hmm. So and like I, I think <laughs> they're lying. If it, if it had been a great video, like an actually great video and all it was, was I didn't put it on the event that would suck and we would still be having this conversation. Yeah. But on top of that, while I would agree with you that maybe it's better than nothing, it's like, I actually think it's complex of an issue enough because he references things like people didn't uphold Ubisoft's culture when actually the, a lot of the abusers were people who shaped Ubisoft's culture. So it wasn't yeah. that they didn't uphold it. That's it's fair. that they, 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 they said one thing and, uh, and, and, and claimed to hold other people to a standard that they weren't even living up to themselves. So I think that's a pretty fucked way to put it. And then on top of that, they're putting a million dollars over five years towards combating issues of abuse and sexism in their offices. Are you kidding me? Eves makes $2 million a year as his salary. Like, yeah. fuck off. That's like yeah. nothing to them. So I think yeah. you're right that like if there felt like there was some sincerity from Eves, but at the same time, the actual language in that video, if you examine it is like, so this is also a nothing statement. This doesn't mean anything. And you couldn't yeah. even be bothered to put this four minute, nothing statement in front of your conference. So it, and then lie to me, it. it's, it's, yeah, and then lie about it. It's totally clear why they didn't put it in front of it because most people have no idea about yeah. any of the stuff right. going on. But then to be like, oh, we didn't have time to, to put it in front of the video. About it. Are, are you are you kidding me? And and I think when you yeah. compound this stuff with you've had the actual, you've had months, yeah, months. And when you yeah. compound this stuff with the horrible stuff that people have put up with and and been exposed to and been and hurt by and victimized by, and then you put that on top of the fact that they're making explicitly political games that don't understand, don't seem to understand the politics that they're talking about and then claiming that they're not political. It's just like that company is a fucking mess. And I feel really bad for the people that work there at a, that don't have these decision-making powers because it's like, I understand why you want the games to succeed, but at the same time, it's just like, man, they're, they're like just fucked culturally. And like Mm -hmm. all of this was, Oh, what what was the name of that game? The the Splinter Cell thing that had the Black Lives Matter fist. Uh, yeah, it's like squad. Elite Squad. Elite Tom squad. Clancy's Elite and, Squad. And, and the person who was running that studio, correct me if I'm wrong, was Eve's like nephew or something? Son, I think. Oh, son? I thought it was his son. Oh, Jesus. That's even it, worse. It, like it this was a like relation. It was a matter of days after that whole thing. And and, and like, I mean <laughs> we don't we don't have to relitigate that, but yeah. you have to be completely ignorant of what is occurring in the world right now to run that. I mean, like a whole studio had to have signed off on that video. This is like, so that's the like thing that just blows my mind is. And that's why I think that Eve's statement is so hollow because you're telling me you're saying, oops, we did a, we did a fucky wucky. And it's like, no motherfucker, you've been hyping this game for over a year now. And people are supposed to look at this stuff. And the fact that that slipped through the cracks show that shows that there are the people that make decisions there about that do not care about this stuff. And you don't believe the thing that you're saying because you're not even paying attention to it. So it's just really disappointing. Yeah. Well, to me, it comes across as very much the same way as when riot was like, Oh, we're going to do everything we can to change the internal culture here. Yep. And then two months later, everything comes back up again because they're not actually making changes. They're yeah. just saying, they're just saying the words and, and both are terrible. Yeah. I think the riot thing is objectively, I mean, in both cases people are getting hurt, right? So there's yeah. no, 
I it's certainly wouldn't shit. try to rank them. Yeah. But at the same time, Ubisoft even has a platform in the form of a scheduled live event that they could use to talk about this stuff. And instead they're like, well, we don't want people to think about it though. So we're not going to talk about it. Uh, we don't want to um, upset the stockholders. Yeah. It's just right. absolutely clear that they don't give a fuck about any of this. I'm sure people yeah. there do. I'm sure there are people there who care. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't believe for a second that Eve does based on that, that statement personally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, or he might care, up. but not care quite as much as the finances. Like, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, like yes. it's like, oh, this is important, but it's not as important as, you know, what and our They just fought off the Vendi. They can't be rocking the boat. And and I think my <laughs> official stance, and this goes globally beyond beyond Ubisoft and beyond video games, is if you care more about money than you care about human beings being hurt and, and, and affected by a toxic culture, fuck you. You don't give a shit at all. Like, I'm not going to play a game where it's like, well, I understand the pressure he's under. No, it's money versus people's mental and physical health. Yeah. And there is nothing there. Money is n- in no situation is money acceptable to put above that. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's really fucked. I, I've, I've been like really trying to not purity test every company because of companies aren't monoliths. And I was generally pretty depressed when I basically felt like I couldn't, play or enjoy anything because every there's problems everywhere so i've been trying to do a better job of like you know it's okay for i feel okay playing modern warfare and then also publicly saying hey it's fucked that there's war crimes in this and this is bullshit and they they should be criticized this one's pushing me to the edge of like i don't know if i can buy a ubisoft game personally not saying other people need to feel this way but i don't know if i can personally buy a ubisoft game and feel good about it right now because it's just so blatant you mean you don't want a remake of Prince of Persia? Sands thankfully, of time? thankfully, this is it is very easy for me to say that because I don't give a fuck about anything Ubisoft has yeah. on their 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 yeah. release oh, slate. Yeah. So it's important yeah. to note that. But. Speaking of the event, it it was it was okay. I don't know. There wasn't anything particularly. Interesting. I didn't I didn't watch it, and I don't really feel like I missed anything. No, yeah. you didn't. Yep. you missed I, that Breath of the Wildy game, and it looks fine. Oh yeah, whatever. it's yeah, Immortals, Rise They're, of the Phoenix, or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it used to be called, like demons and wizards, or whatever. I don't remember. Gods and uh, monsters. Gods and that monsters. was a good Thank name. You. Gods and monsters. <laughs> that was a good. That was an okay name, actually. Yeah. yeah. There's a very funny clip of of Jeff Grubb playing Immortals on Twitter that people should go look up. Uh, oh, where he's that. basically fucking something up over and over again, and it's hilarious. Uh, All right. Yeah, I would. I, I'm interested in Assassin's Creed, but frankly, Valhalla sounds like probably the worst one since Syndicate. So, really? um, hmm. I, it just doesn't sound like there's anything in that game that is interesting beyond what they've mm-hmm. done in Origins and and mm-hmm. Odyssey. And I don't think it's <laughs> to me. It's like another one of another hundred hour, another bloated hundred hour mm-hmm. experience. Is like when was Watch cool. Dogs is yeah. I think it looks interesting and I'm, 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 uh, interested, but at the same time, I also did not come anywhere close to completing Odyssey. So it's kind of like, yeah, if I, if I have that, like, oh, I really want to play that open world Assassin's Creed type game. I'm like, well, I already have like dozens and dozens of hours left of of this giant hundred plus hour game. So before we move to Watch Dogs, I will say I will probably play Valhalla at some point, but it is not a priority for me to buy it at launch. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I have yeah. one last question about Ubisoft stuff, and then we can probably move on, I guess. But who gives a shit about Aiden Pierce? 
Like, why are they bringing him? Literally, so I was literally about to say, stop trying to make Aiden Pierce happen. He's not going to happen. Wasn't he the one where they're like calling his hat iconic? Yes. Yeah. No, that was in the second game. Yes, the iconic. Very, uh, you no, can get the DLC it was, of the it iconic was in the, hat. No. E, oh yeah, you're right because they called it his iconic hat for the second yeah. game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a very right, good idle thumbs episode. Like, it's it's iconic, and you're like, you're search like, n- who? <laughs> search idle thumbs iconic hat. Yeah. Yeah. Who it's, it's a Very funny. And, and um, it's like you say, Aiden Pierce, and I just like my brain just goes like. Also, there was a beekeeper, like a cyber. I saw a cyber beekeeper. Oh, so it's Marvel's Avengers. Um, uh, The entire fucking point of Legion is that you can play as anyone and it's like cool because it. So why the fuck would you want to play as one, a specific named character and two, not Marcus, who is actually really good and maybe the best. I mean, like, yeah. You got like Cassandra, Marcus, and Bayek, and those are like the three phenomenal Ubisoft characters that have happened this generation. And people uh, seem to see people seem to like Wrench as well, right? Uh, I don't remember who Wrench is. Um, emo- emoji face guy. From oh yes, Watch Dogs too. He, they. I don't remember. Uh, but but uh, I think it's he. He's, he's just autistic. A good character. Yes. I don't think yeah. they're non-binary. Yeah. Um. A good character, and I mean, Watch Dogs Two has a bunch of good characters. I think that Watch Dogs Two is kind of boring, unfortunately. But I mean, the story and the characters are fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. And so it is insane that they would. Watch Dogs One is boring, and the characters suck. <laughs> so hey, it's hey, wild that they the would best pull. of both sure. worlds. Yeah. But hey, at least they didn't add Sam uh, Sam Fisher. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of companies that just step in it without the unforced errors, uh, EA is putting full screen ads for like Amazon shows and other things in UFC four or whatever it is. I, EA yeah. sports UFC four. It's, it's, dumb. Uh, it's just, it's what I, I mean is whatever it's mostly unoffensive but also it's a $60 game and you're shoving like I assume unskippable like full screen ads in people's faces like I don't think they're like trailers or whatatever but it is just like yeah. like mid fight like you might see like sponsored by Snickers yeah like what it uh, was, was like um it only showed full screen for like five seconds maybe it was the kind of thing where it's like oh this round just finished we're gonna Wipe yeah. the camera over, and during that wipe, it's just going to show the boys yeah, on Netflix for yeah. like three to five seconds, and uh, then it just uh, something fades they would out. do during a, an actual match. If Which, if I yeah, if I bought this game on Steam and it popped up with unskippable ads between rounds, I would refund it immediately. And I, I'm not even a person who is like that. Usually, I'm just like, well, whatever. Like I air whatever at like cosmetic costs and battle passes and stuff. So I don't yeah. I I am I think I I hate the way that ads are uh, exist on the internet now and so e- to put that in the game is like man EA's done this once before haven't they didn't the start of Hot Pursuit have an unskippable ad that you could not like like you had to watch I don't believe that it? that's true that I've, that was true forever it may have been true at a point I think um, it was when true I played when I play, I played Hot Pursuit probably a year after it came out, and that was not the case. Um, but but I would not be surprised if it was there at launch. Reminder: EA is the company that put fucking 
billboards with ads on them in Battlefield 2142, which was yeah, like no. set in a gritty, dystopic, a post-apocalyptic future. And then you would have a billboard that would have like Nike shoes on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked it up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I should note this is the Hopper suit from 2011. Um, yeah. Great it had an yeah. un- unskippable game ad for Need for, Spe- Need for Speed Shift 2. That sucks, but at least, <laughs> at least it, was it sucks. Its own, it's to be own clear. product. Yes, it is at least another Need for Speed game. I, I still think it's terrible, but yeah. If you like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, <laughs> you might like Need for Speed Shift Two. Also, EA, uh, yeah, you probably if wouldn't. You wanna, actually. <laughs> if you want to get people excited about Battlefield again, you got to make another twenty one forty two. That game fucking ruled. Oh and God, yeah. that I that I had like good. one issue of PC Gamer as like a child because that was all i could afford and i didn't have a gaming pc so why the fuck did i have an issue of pc gamer i don't know but i would just read the section on battlefield 2142 like oh my god i want to play this game quick sidebar (laughs) dice respawn battlefield Uh 2142 part two because that game Uh was a precursor to titanfall in a lot of ways and if you made titanfall bigger maps more vehicles sure oh that would be real cool. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> big oh, oh, oh. And also big oh, ah, energy <laughs> with that one. Oh, ah. <laughs> oh, oh. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> um, Come on, get up. Come on, get down with the battlefield. Uh, all right. <sighs> Uh, now we got the big meaty news this Sick. week. Uh, with, so, uh, tonight or this, this morning, early the, the wee hours, uh, some, some, some things leaked from Microsoft, which was what was supposed to go up, uh, probably on Monday based on the contents of it, but it didn't matter because, <laughs> This stuff all leaked way earlier in the week when Windows Central posted, yo, here's the Lockhart system, the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. They are $299 and $499 respectively, and they're out on November 10th. Yep. Microsoft was like, um, um well, the, the um, response on Twitter mm-hmm. was great. That the, the whatever that meme is of yeah, I don't it, know what show it's from. Like, it's like the p- puppet, and it like kind of side eyes, and then, and then it looks, looks straight ahead. That's that's all they put, and that was like yeah. probably like say what you will about meme culture in com- in like corporations, but that was probably one of the best ways they could have responded to it. They're just like, mm, and like you know, because it Windows Central, they've they're I mean they're you know they're focused on Microsoft stuff and like yeah. it seemed reasonable like we knew we knew there was another console well it seemed the price was well, surprising but I, it seemed reasonable but then like the fact that the the series s looks like a tiny boombox was people were like yeah. what the yeah. fuck is that that can't be real <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it did it does look a little goofy I, so i watched the uh the briefing and i decided i don't really like the the Xbox consoles because they're too too smooth, too clean, too too angular. They're, they're uh, you look re- like you got I, something to say. Rectangular. I, yeah, no, please. I can't. I I mean, I just can't. I can't. I don't like that. 
<laughs> nah, hey, take it up with Microsoft. They're the ones who made these smooth <laughs> rectangular boxes. These obelisks. Um, yeah. It's like uh, the obelisk and the boom box. Um, I'm into it. it. I like the way they look. <laughs> the that, that sounds the like a really indeed. weird novel. I'm sorry. They, in, uh, so I watched the... French. So uh, they they had all this news. We'll get to the rest of it in just a second. Yeah. And But they were going to put up like a briefing or I don't know exactly how it was going to go out. But they had this like 30-minute video that was going to go out that leaked before the podcast a couple hours ago. And I watched it. And they refer... the. After they show the Series S, they talk about, like, the lady is like, oh, yeah, they they look related. Like, maybe they're not siblings, but, like, the same thing. I'm like, mm, okay. What? <laughs> That's what? weird. Why are you talking about the consoles being related to each other? Uh, now imagine but, if they yeah, were Yeah, I just dragons. decided. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm. And it's Crusaders mm. King three, Crusader Kings three, and they're trying. Huh? I like where this is going. Yep. Yes, <laughs> that's very Jack oh, Nicholson oh. energy. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I don't like the way these boxes look, and apparently they're related. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, eventually, after their little Mimi response acknowledgement. They did just come out and say, all right, here it is. You got us. Yeah, you, you caught us. Here is the Xbox Series S. It's confirmed. Come in November 10th. And they confirmed the $299 price point. Which made it look like, hey, that uh, Xbox Series S or Series X price point is probably, probably real at the $499. Turns out. And like a day later or something. I don't know. Later. They were like, yeah, okay, here here you go. It's, it's confirmed. You yeah. get them both. <laughs> They just kind of put everything out. They're like, yep, here's the date. Here's the specs. Here's everything. Yep. Pre-order starts the 22nd, right? Something like that. Um, sure. Okay. And you can finance it through X or like do the Xbox all access thing, which gets yeah. you 24 months interest-free financing. And you're locked in for 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate. At $25 a month or $35 a month, depending on the system you get. Yeah. Which actually um, is cheaper than buying the console and then getting two years of that subscription. Yeah, I think but, it worked out to like if you, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like if you did it straight up, like purchase the console and then just subscribed for all those times, it would work out to like, like $6.99 or something like that. And then by doing the all access, it turns out to be like six fifty. So it is actually cheaper to go yeah. go that route, which is weird for financing, but sure. They want to get people invested in that, yeah, long term, especially with the series the series S. I had to think about it, right? Because you know it's all digital, no disk drive, so you're not going to be trading games in or anything. So they've got you. Ah. Uh, I don't know. What do y'all think? It seems interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good value if it, if it can go the distance, I think the notion that they would do a switch, a pivot to this can't run this game. You got to stream it Mm -hmm. is a little, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. We haven't talked about it on the podcast, but there was a rumor that was fairly accurate. They had like some, 
clock speeds wrong, but Tweaktown posted a thing and it said next-gen support for the Series S, where the the Series X had next-gen exclusives. There's yeah. been no details on that, and they say that it's basically it's going to run all the same stuff. So maybe that was just not true, or in a few years we'll see if there's like another half step, and I don't know, who knows. Or they pull Nintendo and say, hey, you can develop only for the Series X if you're mm-hmm. crazy pants. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who um, knows? I think the Series S will be extremely popular. Oh, yes. and, uh, and like most... if that price is it, is really it's good. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I've I already seen people compare yeah. it to like um, other costs and in, in positive ways of like, oh, you can get a new next gen console for under three hundred dollars. I think yeah. that's totally like cheaper than a jar of insulin. Yep, that's yeah, what I saw earlier. Wow. Yeah, Laura that's Marston, a, really awesome. phenomenal. Uh, she's, I believe, a lawyer for Bethesda. And a really, really phenomenal uh, insulin addict or uh, um, uh, activist, um, activist who who it's obviously people who don't know important in my home because my partner is uh, type one diabetic. She had a, a really great uh, tweet that went around pointing out that <laughs> it is cheaper think- to buy an Xbox Series S than a vial of insulin, which is something that um, like my partner, for example, is prescribed two vials of insulin per month. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, something. it's both horrifying mm. how much insulin costs and also like hmm, the Xbox uh, Series, S Series X is a good price is, for sure. No, that's a, I, it's a good price. And it's I, like, I, I, th- I, I would actually possibly consider it. I mean, as somebody that has literally never owned a, an Xbox, I'm like, that is a good, good price. Like yeah, with Game like, Pass, that's a game price, hell of a yeah, deal. Yeah. It's extremely, it's an extremely good deal. And like, if, uh, if I was in talks with anyone who had not done console gaming for a long time, I would advise them oh, to probably get sure. a Series S. Because mm-hmm. if they have not been doing console gaming for a long time, they probably don't care about 4K. Like, they're probably oh, still rocking yeah. a 1080p set. Like, I'm the, still rocking a 1080p set. I mean, so, like, I don't care about 4K. <laughs> I have a 4K like, television and I don't care about 4K. I've I would be happy to play in 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, yes, like, I think. Like, the chances of me upgrading my TV to 4K is like. I, I don't know I, when that'll happen. I looked at, yeah. for, I ran Forza Horizon 4 on in 4K mode on my TV after I got it at 1X and was like, hmm, yeah, I get it. It's pretty. And then switched to performance mode at 1080 because yeah. it's it's not that, I mean, it, it it's a noticeable difference, but if you, unless you are, unless someone is next to you playing a game in 4K and you're sitting on your couch playing your game in 1080p, it, I don't know. It's, it's fairly negligible in my opinion when you consider the cost difference here. There are, and like 120 FPS is another thing that like they've been pushing with these consoles. And most people, again, I, we talked about it a bit last week, I think, but like most people aren't going to use that either. Like unless you're hooked up to a gaming monitor. And even then, I like the Steam stuff that came out. I don't think there's anything about like refresh rate stuff, but most people are still on 1080p. Uh, I imagine most people are on 60 FPS or 60 Hertz monitors. Most people are not going to get the benefits of the variable refresh rate of the 120 FPS of the 4k. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, you know, for the people who want it, the people who want that stuff are not going to want the series S right. Like, but they're they're pushing it on that. I don't know. It's interesting. 
Yeah. Like, I think they're it's... targeting like a very, like a very hardcore gamer demographic. Yeah. And it's all buzzwords. So people go, oh, it does 120 frames per second. Well, that's more than 60. So I guess we'll get that one, even though their TV is only going to do 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a strong move and I hope Sony has something to respond with, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, reportedly yeah. Uh, they were caught off guard by the price. So we'll see. But uh, one last thing that they announced was that EA Play will now be part of Game Pass, Game Pass mm. Ultimate or PC Game Pass. Oh, I didn't know. It was, so it was PC Game Pass too. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. So you yeah, will the, get the price of PC Game Pass is rising. Basic to version yeah. of EA Play. Yeah. Which is yeah. yes. Uh, and you can do some shenanigans if you cancel your subscription <laughs> oh and, then extend, and then cancel and then extend yep. and then cancel and then cancel. You can just like stack up five dollar months. So do that ASAP because I think it's the 17th that it's going up to ten dollars a month. Still a good deal, but not as good deal, not as good of a deal as five dollars a month. What what I what I will say uh, that I did not understand at first when this was announced there are two tiers of EA Play. Yes. There is EA yes. Play and EA Play Pro. Game Pass is going to include EA Play, which is mm-hmm. still cool. It has a lot of their newer games like Plants vs. Zombies, that new thing. It has Need for Speed Heat on it. It has Battlefield Five. It has Anthem. If you want to play Anthem. Ooh. Um, but it has, yeah. it has last year's sports games and, yeah. and only a trial of current sports games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... It doesn't have um, like it doesn't have uh, Jedi Fallen Order in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it is a way for them to say, oh, this this one is one that we want you to have to pay for. So they put mm-hmm. that in EA Play Pro and that is not included with Game Pass. So, um, yeah, I think but uh, that's still it's I, still I more still games. It's, yeah. it's still good. I'm not saying it's not it's not something to be excited for if you have Game Pass. It is just. It is a little unclear at first what the differences in their mm-hmm. tiers are because EA yeah. has they had first they called it EA Origin Access and then they called it like they've had like so different they added conventions. The, the, yeah, they added the like the pro version and then they changed yeah. it from Origin Access or uh, Origin uh, Premier Access they had, they, Premier. The, yeah, they had like the PC and the consoles had different names. Now yes. it's just EA Play, which is good that it's simplified, but it also is a little. Uh, it's confusing. It was confusing to me at first because I heard they were unifying it. And I thought that meant there was mm. one thing called EA yeah, play now totally. when there are still two tiers. So yeah, I, I yeah. had the same thought and it is but. slightly frustrating to me. Not, I don't care that much, but it is slightly frustrating to me that like, if you have game pass, I don't know that you can just pay an extra five bucks and upgrade the play part to play pro. Sure. I think you would still have to pay $15 <laughs> yeah, as a separate well, sub. Yeah. So something cool they did was they said that, um, what was it that like, if you were subscribed to EA play, uh, and also had game pass, they were going to credit you with like three times, whatever it was worth like a three to one ratio. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they said, yeah, they, they are, they're doing a make good of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yes. You, you, there's converting your time to, to, to uh to game pass ultimate or game pass whatever time i think so i don't know yeah which is good it's a it's it's cool it's still a cool thing all I, around I, I 
I think Microsoft is being a real fucking kick ass right now. Like the yeah. past year, maybe two. Well, basically, since Phil Spencer has been like a yeah. big name yeah. there, like I think they just been, they've been it took a long time. To I think ship. I think if the reason I mentioned the pro thing versus play, I think if it had current sports games, that would be a fucking knockout punch. That oh, would totally. just be it like totally would be that would be that like would, yeah. If you care about Call of Duty and sports games, you should buy an Xbox. And which yeah. one you buy is just dependent on what your budget and your your desires are. But like I would say that for sure that would be the way to go. But uh, yeah, if, if without current sports you games, it's just a is, cool add-on that is nice to have. Totally. Yeah, if that's all you want, get a Series S and you'll be fine. Yep, which I still think that's probably true, but it's it's even yeah. it would have been wild if you didn't even have to buy any of those games. I mean, I guess you'd have to buy Call mm-hmm. of Duty still, but yeah. So we've got some breaking news. Oh, no. Oh. Um, there's an image of it in our group chat. Uh, so you guys can contextualize, but Cheska is playing Final Fantasy 14, and there is a way to name your chocobos in uh, whatever the mm-hmm. casino thing. And uh, from the bank of words, she made fucks dragon. <laughs> very good. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So, that's very important. Thank we you, Cheska, to- for being. <laughs> yes. Great. I'm excited. <laughs> That's okay. Well, breaking news indeed. Uh, down here, I see uh, that. Uh, I think that's it for the Xbox stuff. Is there anything else we missed with that? No. I think that was it. Just, it it was all weird. just kind of came out <laughs> and was like, oh, a fun fact yeah. is like back in like June or July, they did a thing with Phil Spencer oh, yeah. and he just had a Series S like sitting on his shelf. Right. It was I like, that was cute. It was like sandwiched no. between some things. Like some so books. there's like no yeah. way anyone would have been able to tell. There's, it's, it's you so couldn't cute, even though. see like the vent. It yeah, looks like, like a yeah. tissue box in totally. that video. Or, yeah. yeah. Like between that and, um, uh, 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 oh, what's his name? Dude from NVIDIA. I can't remember his name right now, but pulling the, pulling the thing from the 3080 from behind the spatulas. Cause it was yeah. there the whole time. <laughs> Jensen yeah. is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his full name, but or or how thirty nineties have been hiding in your window AC units for the last thirty years, <laughs> <laughs> hiding as window it, AC units. Yeah. The joke being, they're enormous. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry oh, for any listeners oh, who don't. Oh. <laughs> God, uh, Tim the Tool Man here to install your thirty ninety. <laughs> yes, you're gonna need him, and you're gonna need a mounting bracket. Yep. A friend of mine bought a pole that you put in your case that holds up video. Oh, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Oh, yeah, those, <laughs> are just, those. Gonna need a he just built new PCs for him and his wife and was like, I need to secure Why this investment. Just, I mean, I guess if you're not like upgrading a case, but just get like a, a vertical a horizontal case. Oh, there, but, there's uh, also vertical things you can get so you can put the GPU separate from the yeah. motherboard and like, but whatever. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. I have. I have a I have Risers a, a bracket that just sits yeah. in on a slot and holds it up. Anyway, that's we should end this podcast <laughs> with the two but most important pieces of news. Uh, the art school. I, we talked about this at some point, I think. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I played it. it. Uh, yeah, okay. but I just wanted to add it that they're adding it. To, it's coming to Switch. Um, looks like there's going to be more features, and also since it's going to have. Uh, touchscreen support, um, since it's a game about making art, it might be a good place to play it. Cool. Okay. Now, when is that coming out? Um, let me see. 
don't. No, it doesn't say. I think it just says soon. But okay. Yeah. Well, it it's, okay. it's it's a neat game with like a very unique, interesting aesthetic and vibe. Mm-hmm. And nice. Uh, well, on that note, Mixalumia is coming to Steam eventually. Go on there and wishlist it because that game's yeah. rad. Yes, it's very cool. And our last bit of news. We got to check in with Blazeball. Yep. It's good again. Jessica, Jessica Telephone has been shelled, which is important. So has Nagomi McDaniel. But uh, I love the fact that if you read the description of what shelled means, because people were like, what the fuck does shell. that mean? It says, uh, uh, what what was it, Pat? I think you sent they're the screenshot. Like in, it, they're encased in a shell or something. It's like, yeah, uh, shelled players it's are very, shelled or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a shelled player is shelled. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's permanent. Yeah. And it is permanent. Uh, <laughs> it's a good way to, I mean, from a, assuming that it affects their ability to play, it is a good it way does. to... It, to balance. What, is, what does it do, Allison? Um, so basically what it does is that you can, if you're shelled, you can no longer pitch and you can no longer bat. Oh, so, so what can they what can they do? Uh, they can do defense. Oh, apparently, because uh, good... pe- people were were like not sure about that, but then uh, they saw in some of the games today that uh, they were actually doing defense. So. I think my I was losing interest in baseball because it felt like they. Um, I mean, and looking at the looking at the the, the playoffs standings now it's still happening and hopefully this will start to have some effect it's the same teams that are getting that are doing really well and there's not even with like all of the attempts to shuffle the leagues and stuff we're still seeing like tigers and breathments jazz hands and lovers um yeah and it's probably going to be tigers i would well i don't know actually but uh, i would Krabs assume did extremely well well yes and that's another problem is 80 an 80 and 19 team is perhaps <laughs> Uh, a little broken. <laughs> uh, of course, they didn't. They, I guess they're out of the playoffs. But yeah, a lot of that it, to me for me, it made watching the regular season stuff just boring because I was like, none of this matters. It's going to be these teams in the end. Um, and so it's all about I, the postseason and the inter, interstitial. And then stuff, even though. when it came to the postseason, it was like, oh, OK, Tigers and Pies. I'm guess I'm not going to. No, I, I don't mean uh, I don't mean the games, though. I mean, like the the weird stuff. Yes. That and I happens think on like the. I think last season it was a little like whatever. Um, I wasn't like, there wasn't lore stuff that happened that made me go, Oh shit. But this whole shelling thing is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's renewing my interest. People are trying to uh, understand this whole idol system. uh, Yes. Like necromancy. Yeah. And I'll getting all the peanut uh, people up into the top three. That was, that's the goal, but people keep, uh, um, putting Jessica Telephone as their idol, so it's like okay. keeps people but, trying to revive Jalen Hot Dog. And fingers, yeah, that's right? my people. Yes, and the, and um, I yeah, I like, like Randall Marijuana though. I'm, yes, <laughs> pour one out for I, Randall I, Marijuana. I don't want to. I this, I'm in no way. <laughs> this is not me like taking glee in people's sadness. So I don't want to imply that like I have anything against fans. But the Jessica Telephone fandom, while I also think she's the the person that role plays her is awesome and stuff, like I have a lot of positivity there. I also think it's very entertaining to watch her 
because she's broken the game to watch her be basically functionally removed and to see people have reactions to that while also it not just being that she died because that would have been like people would have had a really hard oh, time totally. with that mm-hmm. and it's just like it, no she's functionally oh, can't like interesting yes it's like if Sorry. tom brady was suddenly shelled and you'd be like yes what, would be what, great. Go, what? I, I just read sorry i just have baseball open now because why not uh permanent mm-hmm. modifications are never removed automatically Oh yeah, so I'm sure that mechanics can come into play that rotate those players back in. I mean, from a yeah. design perspective, yeah. it's clearly a way to rotate something out temporarily. Yeah, so that's probably um, an election thing. Yes, too. which is cool. I mean, that's that's cool. The thing, the biggest problem I have with baseball right now is that um, the teams that are the most popular can just kind of control the elections. So, yeah. like, the reason that the right. Crabs did so well is, is they, they had a like, lot of votes. Yeah, and so they. They and and I it's cool to me the idea of like of over seasons fan bases working together to improve their teams, but you can't even do that. Like, as a garages fan, we don't have enough votes to win anything, so we just sort of stagnate because Mm -hmm. there's nothing we can do. I mean, like, I I I put in a hundred votes today uh, or yesterday, and because I and and even that probably won't matter tomorrow. Um, so it's cool that they're doing some stuff that kind of shakes things up through other systems um, than yeah. just the voting. Yeah. The one thing uh, that is keeping me really, really engaged with Blazeball, um, because I've largely kind of bounced off of it personally, um, but the one thing that's been keeping me engaged is that my dad is suddenly, like, <laughs> obsessed with Blazeball, and it that's is good. kind of amazing. Like, I, like, I'll go over, he'll uh, pick me up to come over and have d- uh, dinner at their house, and, like, the car ride talk will be Blazeball. Like that's he's like gotten full throttle into baseball, and it's been very kind of amusing to watch. And then also he's he's um, following his uh, kind of experience has been good too, um, because also his his team that he chose purely based off of uh, the name uh, is the Unlimited Tacos, and <laughs> they are consistently. Uh, very, very bad. And so, <laughs> yeah. hearing, uh, see, hearing oh. their f- fandom has been very uh, fun because last season, apparently, they were actively going for getting t- uh, 72 losses, and that was like their goal. And they <laughs> I want a season. That. I want a vote for a season where the playoffs are the worst teams. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the team who okay. loses the most wins. Yes, my mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my hey, that would give my dad an option. He uh, <laughs> he does not use Twitter, but he really wants to make the uh, hashtag uh, tacos turn a thing. So, um, just I don't know why. But he's, you got to tweet he gotta, about it, Alice. Say, my dad doesn't. You have to say what you just said and tweet it, yeah. and you'll go viral. I the uh, just imagine a, a postseason with like. The Mild Wings, the Magic, the Hawaii Fridays, and I guess the Moist Talkers, although that's a pretty competitive division. Moist Talkers are pretty good. Uh, versus the Tacos, the Dale, the Spies, and like the Sunbeams. That would be great. I would love <laughs> it. Be so good. But, I just, but yeah, that's like the one thing that's keeping me um, actually checking Blazeball is my dad being like, oh, so I, I too bad about the Jazz Hands. And I'm like, oh, I did not check today. Um, but he'll, he'll just like check in on like, "Mm, saw one of your players got incinerated pity. (laughs) I'm like, okay. 
So I have not been I have not been keeping up with baseball. Like I I see like the shell stuff and whatever. But Mm -hmm. then I was taken aback when I saw that the wild wings had been demoted down to the mild wings. (laughs) And this is just some bullshit. And Uh, I cannot let it stand. If anyone wants details on like how on on the fiction surrounding the mild wings, friend of the show, Jeff Davis is a mild wings fan and has contributed to their wiki from what i understand so um they are the person to talk to if if you have an interest in wild wings lore i'm just i need to know what happened how did it how did it change this is not good and also so this is the peanuts you know the shells the peanuts i have think back 981 of them i have 2042 what do they do think back to february (laughs) when we we said goodbye to a national a national treasure. Mr. Peanut passed away. Oh right. And was replaced with baby Mr. Peanut. Baby Nut? Baby Nut. Baby Nut. Baby Nut. Say the name. Baby, say, baby Nut was brought into this world. Uh Mr. Peanut died so Baby Nut could live. Yes. What if he has risen? What if he's risen? The, the planters peanut people came to the game band and went, listen, we need a viral marketing for Baby Nut. Oh, no. And that's what this no, is. This is all no, no, viral no. marketing for Baby Nut. Oh, I want the game band to be successful, but I, the day that it, that Planters sponsors baseball, I think I might be out. No offense to, I mean, good for them, but uh, I don't want it. The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's cool to see small internet businesses sponsor baseball, but I don't the minute that it's no, like the, it's Snickers, it's the whole the whole thing is sponsored by Planters. It's just silent, and okay. then at the end, I would be pissed because okay. I've been giving them Patreon money. <laughs> okay, so, baby nut so is gonna erupt. There's only one corporate, corporately mandated icon that could show up that I would feel okay about, and that would be gritty. <laughs> <laughs> the Flyers Maybe. mascot showing up. Maybe. I think that I would be pretty gr- rad. I I love Gritty very very much so. So I would be very excited about. I that. think that, I wouldn't have would a problem if it was a line. <laughs> if it was a company within like games or baseball that got involved. I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. Like if oh, if, no, if like, it was baseball, I'd be like, no, you get out of here. What are you doing? If it was like, uh, but if it was like Planters, that would be. No, what if it was? Not, what if it was just Ice Cube? Um, like the rapper, <laughs> the rapper. Well, he's, he's been tweeting anti-Semitic conspiracy theories what? for the past several months. So oh, no, yeah. I, I no, thank you. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. so not Ice Cube. I hate to see it. <laughs> now, if Ice it were Ice T, yes. <laughs> Ice T uh, is by, awesome. Uh, Law so. and Order. Snoop Dogg's Blazeball. Oh, that now there's that would just be Blaze. That would just be Blazeball. Oh, they would have to change it, but they would do that. That would be a good. That would be a good one. Yeah, is if Snoop Dogg sponsored a season of Blazeball and they called it Blazeball for a season. I would be fucking into that. All right. (laughs) Well, that is going to do it for our very meaty news section this week. The Brendan Fraser kind of news section. Uh, very thick uh and that's gonna do it for this this podcast this one uh episode 
138 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 12th, 2020. I've been your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite lyric from What's Your Fantasy by Ludacris and Shauna. What's Your Fantasy featuring Shauna by Ludacris. Excuse me. Let me get it right. And... You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays, and I would still like to stream things soon, but because of the hell world and <laughs> various mental health and physical health. and It does kind of look yeah. like a doom level out there. Uh, especially right now, I'm looking out the window, and it is very orange outside right yes. now here uh, oh god uh, it is here too 9 9:30 a.m. and it is a uh yeah a, a very orange tinted sky yeah, which i assume here. is going to be That's for the rest weird. of the day so i would say to um it, the 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 things that are happening on the west coast of the us as well as in other parts of the world but um in our in our roulette of horrible shit happening um you know the fires here are really really bad and um there are god direct damn. results of Climate change and uh, so inaction on um, the part of many many people. And a lot of people are going to tell and you action on the part of other people. A lot of people's response to that is like, "So make sure you register to vote, which is very important, and you should do that." But also learn about climate change. Learn about how yep. it's not just policy; it's also individual choices, and it's also corporations, and it's it's a whole thing. You should and if and and I think if you look at this and say that you care about it. You have a responsibility to actually do the reading and learn about it and find out how you can help beyond just voting for somebody who has better, but not sufficient enough. Who has a D next to their name. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which you should still probably do, but there's more to do than just that. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Great. And Alex? Uh, you can find me expeditiously, expeditiously expeditioning through Monsters Expedition through Puzzling Exhibitions. Hey, I'm going to do that how, today, too. How much dabbing is in that game? Um, he, the monster will occasionally wave at you, and it can look like dabbing from certain angles. You know okay. what sucks? Cucumbers? Uh... I don't think so. Uh, if there were, I think he would probably eat them and offer advice. Yes. Okay. It sucks that there's no dab emote that I've seen so far in Avengers. Kamala should dab. Probably. She, yeah, she okay. Uh, that would dab. be the only one I would accept is Kamala. Uh, also, Tony should dab, let's be honest. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, he says, more. all I do is win, win, win at times. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, but you know yeah. what he, you know what that means? What he doesn't do. Oh, I know. We've been through this. We've been over this. Just when you're done looking up information about climate change, search. All I do is what win, does, win, win. <laughs> search. What does DJ Khaled not do? Oh, of course. Yes, there you go. I forgot it was there DJ Khaled. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Uh, stay wet, gamers. Um, still? Indeed. <laughs> Always. Brendan Especially Brandon. now with these fires on the West Coast. I was going to say, wet. get wet uh, gamers and come to the West Coast. <laughs> spread your wetness around the environment. Smash players are already doing their part. Oh, God. Abstaining from showers. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about something else. Never mind. 
Okay. Bye. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. Bye. <laughs>